Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining. And I'm now. going. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Spakowski. Uh, we're coming at you here with episode number 160, and it's uh, one of our favorite ones every year. It's the over-under prediction episode. Uh, so we got a lot of fun Cubs, White Sox, and uh, other uh, teams related, uh, over under prop bets that we're going to do. Um, but before we get into that, we got our number 160 guy. So Jack, who is your 160 guy? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I did homers for this one and I figured, well, why not do, uh, the obvious one that stuck out to me, which was Pete Rose. So, nice. you know, you may, if you're a baseball fan, you may find yourself asking from time to time, how many home runs did Pete Rose hit in his career? Um, I think I was actually just thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, I saw him on this list. So it, it's kind of surprising to me that he actually hit 160 home runs in his career because he didn't seem like he was ever a home run hitter. Uh, his career high for them was 16. He did that in 1969. Um, from 69 to 71, he had home run totals of uh, 16, 15, and 13. He also hit 16 in 1966. So he had more power in the beginning of his career. Uh, after 1971, uh, he played until 1986 and he only reached double digits one, one time that was in, uh, that was in 76. So, uh, he did uh, 160 homers for his career, uh, in, uh, 14,053 official at bats. So that, that's about a home run. I did the math. It's a home run every 87 at bats. Uh, but he had, he had almost 16,000 plate appearances. So I actually, I didn't calculate just good regular old plate appearances so it's mm-hmm. it probably it averages out to 16,000 at bats and 160 uh 16,000 plate appearances 160 homers the guy hit about a home run uh every 100 at bats yeah that's interesting um i and i mean he played so goddamn long that uh i could see you know just eventually you know getting like over time he, he played long enough to hit 160 but um I wonder, you know, they say they said about Ichiro that like he could be a home run hitter if he was like trying to do that. I Vado, Vado says, Vado said about himself that he could be a home run hitter if he was trying to. <laughs> I wonder if Pete Rose like had like the power to do that, um, and was just you know more interested in just you know getting on base, getting singles. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely. Um, they uh, they did say that about Ichiro, didn't they? They said he could have been like a 25, 30 home run type of guy, yeah. which uh, which would which would have been interesting. I, I think there was a story where Ichiro was in spring training, and uh, I think Lou Pinello was his manager at the time. He might have been the first manager Ichiro had in the in the majors. Um, whoever his manager was said to him like, "Hey, why aren't you hitting for more power?" And I think in a spring training game, he hit like two home runs. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, but uh, Pete Rose. Um, uh, one, one funny story about him that I read was, uh, was during the, uh, before the 1975 season. So, uh, uh, you know, he'd, he'd had a, a good year before where he'd, he'd led the league in, in walks. Um, and so he, guys would have to negotiate their contract year, year to year. Um, cause I think that was still when teams uh, owned players in perpetuity and there was no free agency. Um, uh, I think like the first free agent was 76 or 78, something mm-hmm. like that. Kurt but Floyd. anyway, um, they, uh, he was haggling with the general manager, uh, and the general manager pointed out that, uh, you know, Pete Rose wasn't in the greatest of shape. 
Uh, and so finally, when they were done, uh, Pete Rose, he got up to leave, and the last thing he says, said was, I'm no fat boy. Um, <laughs> and you could, you could just, I think you could, you could picture Pete Rose saying, telling somebody that he's no fat boy, which is, uh, which is interesting. But yeah, he, he was an interesting guy. Well, is an interesting guy. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> and as soon as he's not no longer an interesting guy is probably when they'll put him in the Hall of Fame. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I uh, he's been in the news a lot lately, too, because of, um, you know, this like legalized gambling and, um, sure. you know, more more betting um, uh, on, on baseball. The, the Cubs are right now in the process of building a sports book right outside of the stadium. So it's just really shining a bigger light on the fact of like, you know, that Rose is not, uh, you know, is basically blackballed because of his gambling. And now teams are going to be probably promoting it um, in, in stadium, um, maybe even on the jerseys. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, it seems like he's going to eventually get in. I, I, it's just, it's stupid that it seems like, they they're waiting until he dies to do it, um, and I hope that uh, something that something changes there. Um, but yeah, to me, it's again I've, we've talked about it on the podcast. I think it's just absolutely criminal and, and stupid that he's not in. So yeah, uh, uh, definitely. And I think if you go to Vegas, I think you can you can buy his autograph for like fifty dollars. He just he just sits outside of a, a card store and, and and signs autographs, or at least he used to. So maybe no. if we ever take a trip there uh, to see the Triple A team play, we can we can get his autograph. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it's even like a casino where he where he where he stays, <laughs> um, which you know he's not helping. That's maybe not helping his case so much, but uh, but um, you know uh, it is what it is. So yeah, I think um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to see him get in. Uh, like I, I just miss him on the the uh, the post game, the Fox post game. I mean that that like one or two years that he was doing Fox post game was just so funny. Um, for the longest time, I recorded. Um, he was like yelling. I remember he was, and this guy just retired. I think it was, was it Pedro, it was Pedro ba- Baez? Yeah. He, I just saw a thing that he retired or something, but he was like, mm-hmm. throw the ball Baez, throw the ball. Cause like he took, he was taking like 50 seconds between each pitch or something. Yep. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember that. Um, yeah, it, it was must see TV when they, when they had him in that, in the, uh, broadcast, uh, in the, in the post game show. I think I think A Rod might have been in that same booth. He too. was. So yeah, that was a. He actually th- made A Rod tolerable. Yes, uh, I yeah a- agreed. Um, uh, he you know the game had very clearly passed him by, but he you'll you'll never see a guy who loves baseball more than Pete Rose. I think I think he was quoted as saying he would walk through hell in a gasoline suit to play baseball. So yeah, um, yeah I, I hope he makes it in too. I think we both said that he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, hit King, Lo- love the Hit King. So definitely, even though he's 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 done some uh, some terrible things that we won't talk about on the podcast. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you for know, sure. Would 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 have been fun to see him play. Yeah. Um. So um. All right, Jack. Uh, that's a nice one. Um. Yeah. I went uh, old school myself, Jack, for my 160 guy, and I got uh, Bel- Belton Bill Melton, Jack. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, do tell. Yeah. Do you know much about Belton Bill Melton? Um, uh, I've heard, I've heard of him, uh, okay. just because he was a white sock, but I, uh, you know, I don't know too much about his career. Yeah. 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 So he's, um, uh, he, yeah, he spent like his formative, like most of his career on the white Sox. um, for current fans, they would probably know him for doing pre and post game for the white Sox. 
I don't know if he still does. I think. Oh still... Christ! Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. Bill Melton. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know Bill Melton. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we know him now as like a an, an older guy who does uh, pre and post game. But he was like, uh, he was a, 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 you know, a slugger for the White Sox in his in his twenties. Um, he didn't play too long. He played from age twenty two to age thirty one. Uh, last two years were with the Angels and the Indians. But um, most eight years with the White Sox, made an All Star team in '71 in his age 25 season, uh, hit 33 homers. So he had a, a stretch there where he hit 23 homers, 33, 33, uh, and then he missed some time probably with an injury in '72, and then came back with 20 and 21, uh, and then even 15 in, in '75, and then he just kind of, kind of just dropped off a little bit. Uh, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was injuries or what, but um, yeah. So he got six, 160 homers over 10 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, his 162 game average was 23 homers. So, uh, um, a 253 career hitter. So, um, you know, for the time, maybe a little low, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it's manageable, it's serviceable. Um, uh, and like, yeah, I don't know. Like he was, um, let's see, I was looking at his Wikipedia and, um, let's see, he was, uh, in until 87 he was the white Sox all-time home run leader which maybe isn't saying much for a guy who only played eight years on the team but sure. uh uh you know ended up getting passed by a lot of the the legendary white Sox guys which we'll talk about in a second actually um but uh but yeah so um uh so yeah he was just kind of like a white Sox kind of guy um there are a couple of fun facts here it says after working with his father manufacturing skateboard wheels and becoming a real estate agent Following his retirement, Melton took a position as uh, community relations rep for the White Sox in 92. And then in 98, he was hired uh, by WGN as pre and post game. Uh, but uh, I, he made man- skateboard wheels. That's interesting. <laughs> um, and uh, he did a lot of players get into real estate or they used to get into real estate um, like in the 70s and 80s, I think, uh, after they retired. Um, and now they make enough to where they don't have to do that. Um, well, well, Jeremy, I did just Google Mike Olt, and he, he works uh, for a company selling baseball bats now. So, really? You know, okay. Who knows? Maybe he's just doing it for the love of it, though. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, I wonder if they have a Mike Olt model. Um, that's maybe not a, a best. Yeah, there's a there's a big there's a big hole in the bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it says like it has Chris Bryant, uh, like with a like a carving <laughs> through it. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so there was one thing I want to say about Bill Melton, um, which like I can't I can't find it on on online anywhere. I think I heard it on the Steve Dahl show, and I think that he said that Bill Melton dated Marilyn Monroe. Uh, really back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was either Marilyn Monroe or another, like one of those like Hollywood starlets of the, you know, fifties or something where, yeah, yeah. um, I could be, I, I mean, Marilyn Monroe seems pretty huge, but I just, someone, he dated somebody, uh, at some, like some Hollywood starlet. Uh, and like, it's weird. It was weird for me to hear that, like for a guy who was like playing in Chicago. So I'm not really sure. It's a weird thing. And, I can't corroborate it. I Googled like Bill Melton, like dated movie star and I couldn't find anything. So, uh, you know, not a satisfying, uh, solution to that thing, but I figured I'd throw it out there. Um, in case it does come out one of these days. No, that, that's a good one. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe died in, in 62. So that's a little, that's, I mean, if, if he dated her, he was born in 1945. So, mm-hmm. you know, good, good job. Uh, who knows? Maybe it was Liz Taylor or something. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. Somebody. Well, 
I, I he he fit in. I don't know if he does White Sox games anymore. I haven't watched. I don't think he does, but um, he fit in uh, nicely in that like White Sox broadcast experience. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like an, an old school guy who uh, was a huge Sox homer. Um, probably didn't believe in things like analytics. Uh, so yeah, he, he, he fit in nicely with Hawk. Um, I yeah. mean, I know that Melton did the post game and, and the pregame stuff, but you know, it was, uh, uh, they were, they were birds of a feather for sure. It, it definitely plays to that, you know, that white Sox viewing audience, you know? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's Bill Melton. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, Belt and Bill, good nickname. It's not, it's not exactly on base Jace. Um, but, uh, which is what, which is what Jace Peterson's nickname is, but, um, you know, it's, it's up there. It's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I like the three part, you know, the Belton Bill Melton, uh, <laughs> sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, so that's good. Uh, there were some other good ones for 162. Henry Rodriguez. Oh, Henry. Yep. Oh, um, Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brandon Moss. I was like, it'd be funny to talk about Brandon Moss. Not really, but, um, yeah, well, I was thinking, I was like, oh, Brandon Moss. But, what, yeah, I don't even know what I would say about him, to be no. frank. Yeah, we could just list his teams and move on. Um, and then Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Francoeur was on there. But uh, uh, I feel like, oh, uh, I feel like we just talked about Jeff Francoeur in the 12 days of uh, baseball. Or the, you know, what, what was it called? What do we call it? The 12 days of Christmas baseball edition? Yeah, I feel we, like we, we had did. a better title than that. I, I know. What was what was the Jeff Francoeur one? Uh, it was like... Oh wait, it was um, I don't know, it was something Frenchies throwing or something like that. <laughs> okay, uh, like okay, four uh, Frenchies yeah. throwing something like that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think yeah. we performed that whole song. We did, yeah, we did. Wow. Okay. What? What? A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you mentioned that this is the over under episode. This is an episode we uh, do every year, um, and we look forward to it. I, I've determined that it's actually nice that uh, the season is a, a few weeks old mm-hmm. because for some of these we can kind of uh, uh, take some. Uh, things that that happen that may be outliers because it's just in the first couple of weeks and and see if see if uh, we think it's gonna uh, happen materialize over the course of a, a long baseball season so we got a few of those in there uh, a few like teams um, or guys off to a hot start we're like maybe this manager is gonna be fired is it reactionary maybe this guy will be cut uh, so yeah some some good some good stuff in here yeah for sure are we do you want to jump right to him Jack here at the should top? we. Um, yeah, I don't know if we, I have a couple news items, but we could, we could go uh, either way. Oh, yeah, uh, we could do those at the top, sure. Okay, yeah, let's do that real quick, I guess, and knock them out. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about these over-unders too. The one thing I'll say about the over-unders, uh, to speak to your point, Jack, about letting the season play out a little bit is, um, you know, we, we hit it last year right at the right time, uh, for your mean Mercedes, uh, to get, to get, um, uh, an over-under and, uh, that didn't turn out too well for him, but um, no. uh, I was I was all set to do like a Stephen Kwan uh, yeah. over under, and like at this point, like it's already too late to even do one for. for no, him, for right sure, there. yeah, he's already starting. To, I think he's hitting three forty now, so he's 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 on his way down. And he hasn't played in like a week because of a hamstring, so I'm not even sure. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see about that. Um, Jack. Um, a couple days ago, um, in uh, Philadelphia, um, Kyle Schwarber blew up uh, over Angel Hernandez at the plate, um, threw his bat, was like just just apoplectic with him about like his you know bad strike zone and all this stuff, and um, uh, you know kind of made a big spectacle on the on the uh, on the field. And then I guess what ended up not getting suspended. 
Yeah, I, I, I read that they didn't suspend him. Um, I, I read that yesterday. I'm not sure if that's changed. But uh, if it's if it's true and they didn't, that that's a big message from baseball. Uh, telling Angel Hernandez that, uh, you know, he fucking sucks. Um, I don't think that because of the way, like, because of their union, I don't think they can fire him. Um, uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe unless he like did something horrible, like off the field wise. But I think just like for general, you you never hear about umpires getting fired because they're shitty. Right. Uh, I know. It's like, can they give him like, can they phase him out? Like, you know, like a, a worker at a fast food place, like a, like a waitress or something like just give him like less shifts or something. <laughs> yeah. I give know. him a, give him a bad section. Just have him, uh, you know, have him ump Reds games for the yeah, whole year. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I, yeah, but, uh, the strange thing about it was I, I probably watched the first four or five innings of that game, uh, and he made he made bad calls on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, just just calling pitches strikes that that were not even close to being in the strike zone. Uh, it, it, like and so both teams knew he sucked. Kyle Schwarber just kind of took the bullet for both teams. Yeah, but it seemed like someone was gonna gonna have to do it and I, I don't think uh and he actually pointed to both dugouts too yeah. as if to say like both teams know you're just complete crap tonight um so uh yeah but i think that the, that schwarber not being suspended uh is a uh, uh that's quite a statement from the league yeah for sure and so like yeah so he's he's been known to be a bad uh umpire uh for years and jack i wanted to bring this up because I had a note from like months ago that we never really got to, um, <clears throat> and I think this is a good chance to, to do it now. But Jack, you are you familiar with the whole Steve McMichael uh, guest can, uh, seventh inning stretch? Y- yes, I was going to bring that up to you the last time uh, we went to a Cubs game. Was it yeah. didn't Steve McMichael get get kicked out of a game because he was arguing <laughs> balls and strikes? Well, he was. <laughs> so he came out to to sing the seventh inning stretch, and uh, he's like, he. <laughs> there's video of it, Jack. So if, I don't know if you've ever seen the video, but. The video is funny. I have, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he comes out, and, like, this is Steve McMichael at the height of his just, like, being a retired football guy. Like, this is after even, like, the WCW stuff, I think, when he was, like, sure. wrestling. But um, maybe it was around the same time. I can't – I'm not sure. But he comes out, and he's just – he's huge. And he's wearing this, like, huge, like, fucking, like, 90s polo shirt or, like, uh, like Hawaiian shirt or something, like Tommy Bahama. And he's got a hat on, and he's got, like, a cup of beer, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe worse, like, maybe, like, whiskey or something. I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, me and that home plate umpire, we're going to have some speaks. <laughs> and, like, uh, and, and, like and, and then he, like, looks at him, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you or something. And, like, so the umpire was Angel Hernandez. Yeah. And so he turns around, and he, like, looks up at him, and he puts his, like, hands on his shoulder, or his hands on his hips, and, like, he says, like, son of a bitch, or something like that <laughs> to the guy, and, like, <laughs> and then, like, Stephen Michaels, like, starts blowing him kisses or whatever, and then, like, yeah, the word is that, the story is that Angel Hernandez had him ejected from the stadium for that, <laughs> and uh, it's a great thing, it's, like, the video's online, um, but uh, it's, uh, it, you know, it's great, and that's, like, so that's dating back to 2001 when that happened, Um and uh, yeah, that was after the WC, all the WCW wrestling, I think. Um, and uh, so yeah, that dates all the way back then. And so even even Steve McMichael thought he was a bad umpire back in you know 21 years ago. Um, and so like that's you know that's that's maybe the most damning uh, piece of tape against Angel Hernandez. And I feel like not. I feel like it's it's outside of Chicago. I'm outside of Chicago. I'm not even sure how many people know about it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I wanted to bring that up, uh, um, 
just in, in all of this Angel Hernandez talk. Um, Steve McMichael is uh, he's uh, he's not doing so well these days uh, dealing with ALS. And um, yeah, you know, like he was uh, definitely an interesting character. Uh, you know, obviously a member of the 85 Bears. And uh, I saw him once in a Target. Yeah, didn't, didn't we see him at a uh, White Sox game too? Uh, did we? I don't remember, mm-hmm. like, like throw out a pitch or something. Yeah, and that I was th- Dan I think Hampton. Maybe he like threw out a pitch and then he he walked up the aisle, kind of that, kind of near the section that, that, that we were. That, that was we Dan were... Hampton, I think. Oh, that's right, Danimal. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was not, it was not Steve McMichael. Uh, you saw him in a Target, though. I was at a Target. I was at a Target. Um, and he was he was at a, he was at this Target with his wife, and he was pushing the cart, and his wife was like putting stuff in the cart, and he looked like he did not want to be there. And I walked by and I'm like, Mongo. And he's like, hey. And like I'm like, big fan. And he's like, thank you. And like that was it. And just kept walking. And it was nice. one, of, one of my cooler like celebrity sightings. Um and uh yeah, you know, with my, with what Michael McMichael's going through right now, um I'm I'm glad that I uh you know, I'm glad I had that little moment. Uh in a target of all places. It was like the perfect place to see Steve McMichael in a target. <laughs> perfect. Um so I just wanted to bring that up and uh so yeah, we're thinking of Mongo, but um yeah, even he thinks Angel Hernandez sucks. So, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Um, I, I I like that you said that it was he was at the height of being a retired football guy. Yes. Um, yeah. that's definitely something like a football player who's just at a baseball game to kind of fuck around would uh would do. Um, you know, he's just kind of drinking in the afternoon. He's like, man, people are gonna love this if I you know I, yeah. if I get on the microphone and like you know razz the umpire a little bit. Yeah. Uh, also, also maybe because he had been involved in WCW, he, he kind of was in that like wrestling mentality. Totally, yeah, totally. Uh, that's that's great, but I, yeah, I did not know that was Angel Hernandez. So um, I I think that just this this game on Sunday night officially uh, gave him the crown of being the most hated umpire in baseball. He's he's take he's taken that torch from Joe West now. So he's yeah. he's officially the biggest heel umpire in baseball. It's funny how there has to be one, you know. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's always always got to be one. So in a it way, is. it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of good, you know. I, yeah. I think the game the game needs the game needs that. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, cool. So that happened. Um, uh, also in a Brewers game this week, uh, Jack Peterson hit a home run um, after he was heckled by a Brewers fan, and then uh, the mics. I guess it's really hard to hear, but in, on on a certain like video feed, they caught Jack Peterson. Um, yelling at one of, at the the heckler in the Brewers stands, um, he said something that I I, don't, I guess I won't repeat on the podcast. Um, but uh, um, Jack, I was watching the Giants game last night, and uh, they they were talking about it, and it was kind of funny. Uh, Dwayne Kuyper, who's one of my favorite play by play guys um, around the league, he was talking about it, and uh, even he said he's like, you know, most players would have ignored that, but not Chuck Peterson. <laughs> um, which is pretty funny because like we were talking about it and like it was kind of crazy that he like it's pretty sad that the Jack Peterson like is addressing like these goofball hecklers uh, in the crowd um, and uh, yeah and then he like to the to the point where he felt the need to yell what he yelled uh, uh, at this guy um, and it's like it seems to me like Jack Peterson isn't mentally capable of of just tuning that kind of stuff out he has to like respond to it. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe you, you the, like the guy made a personal comment about like Jock Peterson's family or something, but uh, he did. He just he called him like a crybaby or something. Like, oh, I, did he? So okay, on, on the Giants broadcast, they actually showed an angle and they showed the guy. Like you could see the guy yelling, and he was like just uh-huh. like wiping tears away from his eyes. Like I'm not. I mean, maybe he called him something. Maybe he maybe he did call him something, but like. Um, I don't know. It seems like what Jock called him was worse than whatever this guy was calling him. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure, uh, and definitely like way more R-rated too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he he stepped. So when he was being heckled, when he was in the batter's box, he he like called time and he stepped out of the batter's box and looked at the fan and then stepped back in. The next pitch, he hits a home run and then he like flips his bat and looks back at the fan again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as if it's like. As if he's like doing it to make a statement about like a bean brawl, like against like the pitcher who th- hit his guy or something. But it, this is just over some yachts sitting in the crowd. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm even surprised that the Brewer that the Giants broadcast showed the guy. It's like why even show, show this idiot's face? Um, but uh, but yeah, like so this is one where like bad fan behavior. But uh, you got Jack Peterson who like. I uh, just, I guess, you know, he's, he's not above that. And then, then afterwards they were like showing his press conference or he was like doing a post game interview with the announcers. And he said like, yeah, he was talking shit to me or something like that. And like, yeah. he said shit like on the broadcast. It's like, he's incapable of censoring himself. Yeah. I wonder if that got bleeped in, uh, in real time. Yeah. And, I, w- uh, I wonder. I mean, it is, those, those are supposed to be family broadcasts. Um, I mean, you know, shit, shit, saying the word shit isn't quite like going to the level that Eric Estrada went to during his podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, it's also not, uh, you know, not something you should be doing. No. And this is coming off of Jack Peterson at the, you know, the, uh, Braves parade saying we are those motherfuckers also on live television, uh, live <laughs> network television. So the guy seems to like, not be able to like, like, uh, you know, purport himself in like a adult manner like i don't know he just seems like a kid and it's like it's fine like to a certain extent except when he goes on like a live mic and starts swearing and like yeah like whatever like people like stations get fined for that kind of stuff and it's like he just can't control himself so it's like i mean maybe it's the station's fault for like insisting to keep giving him a microphone but yeah i don't know there's he's um I th- I think like we I think Cubs fans got off light with Jack Peterson like he was here just long enough they're just short enough to not do anything stupid and now we can kind of just forget about him but um yeah he's a real blockhead I guess yeah for sure for- forgot already forgot he was on the Cubs yeah oh, that's totally a, that's a strange one <clears throat> um yeah uh Jeremy do you want to tell the the funny story behind how you got those nineteen that this nineteen ninety White Sox thing yeah well so um <clears throat> yeah so uh. The other thing that happened was um, I had lunch with my uh, my dad this weekend, and um, I'm pretty sure like my first baseball game I ever went to was with my dad, uh, even though I went a lot mostly with my grandmother growing up uh, to Cubs games. But um, so I've been trying to like find like my dad. I've been trying to see if my dad has a ticket stub from our first game, which I believe was in like 1986 or 87 or 88 or something. I'm pretty sure it was the Mets. Um, but uh, that didn't happen. But it did happen that um, my dad showed up um, with an envelope that was given to me by uh, one of my brothers. And uh, envelope said, open immediately. <laughs> so I thought it was like some kind of like, um, 
I, I saw it and I was like, well, what could this be that it needs to be opened immediately? Um, and then I did open it and I was like, oh shit, this is actually like really cool. Um, so what it was, was it's an envelope from the White Sox um, addressed to me. And like the uh, return address is like the old White Sox logo and the third, the address of Comiskey Park, the original Comiskey Park on 35th Street. And inside was um, like paperwork for like the uh, straight, the perfect attendance, uh, free White Sox games, White Sox tickets um, that you would get from school uh, here in Chicago. So um, it's like it's it's crazy because I remember what these little vouchers look like and um you know, I, I have, I'm holding it in my hand right now. And I, you know, I must've got this in 1990. Yeah. I mean, and these, these were for the 1990 season. Uh, I could have chose a, a June 2nd game against the twins or, a, a July 24th game against the Indians. Um, so, so yeah, tw- uh, 32 or 32 years old. These, yeah, that's right. Stuff. Um, so it's really crazy. And then inside there's a little envelope and inside of that are two ticket stubs from uh august 11th 1990 white Sox versus rangers at the original comiskey park um so it's pretty cool to find these ticket stubs and then and then to be able to go to baseball reference and look at uh the box score um so so yeah but it has like all this stuff too it has like a parking pass and like a voucher to like order more tickets and it just says like you know Complete this form and and mail with self-addressed stamped envelope to White Sox ticket office, you know, because that's how you bought tickets back then. You just sent a, a money order uh, to an address and they would send the tickets back to you. But um, but yeah, so I saw this 1990 um, uh, White Sox Texas Rangers game, and um, yeah, it was cool to look at the box score. So some of the people in the game were. Julio Franco, Rafael Palmero, uh, Ruben Sierra, Harold Baines, um, Charlie Huff started that game for the White Sox and or for the uh, Rangers. And for the White Sox, we got uh, Yvonne Calderon, R.I.P., um, Dan Pasqua, Steve Lyons, Steve Psycho Lyons, Frank Thomas, uh, Ron Karkovice, we <laughs> we read an interview of back all the way in like episode number right. three of the podcast or something. Oh yeah. One dog, Lance Johnson. Sammy Sosa started in right field in that game. Uh, Carlton Fisk came in to pinch hit. Uh, Robin Ventura pinch hit at one point, and Ozzie Guillen uh, started at shortstop. Melito Perez was the starting pitcher for the White Sox. So a lot of cool stuff there. Um, and one thing that's cool about the Frank Thomas thing that he was in this game is it was his 10th game of his career. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, like, not only was it the 10th game of his career, but, like, or well, because it was the tenth game of his career, like there was some like early, like I saw his like second strikeout, I think of his career, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. his, his third strikeout, um, his like fourth and fifth walk, um, his like uh, he had he had scored a, a good amount of runs and he he had some hits at that point. But did he but have any homers at that point? He had no, he had no homers yet. That's great. He you, won homer. You were, you were close, Jeremy, to seeing his first home run. Yeah, I know. He won homer until his twenty fifth game, which is kind of odd. But Man. um but yeah, he came up in uh <clears throat> on August second, I guess. Uh and oh, it was also his oh, here, it was his second home game of his career. Wow. Yeah. So he opened up like on the road and then he came in. He played the damn uh 
day before, and then like I saw him uh, the next game, the next day. Man, you almost, you almost saw Frank Thomas's first home game, and you never even knew it. No, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so so yeah. Um, that was so yeah. before he was the big hurt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, a lot of cool stuff here, and uh, I mean, like, uh, let's see, one, uh, two, three. Three Hall of Famers in this game, and then two guys who probably would be in the Hall of Fame if they didn't do steroids. <laughs> so, yeah, and then yeah, and some some just like notable guys. So yeah, it was pretty cool to see that, and it was also cool to like um, <clears throat> have like a ticket from the old Comiskey Park, which I knew that I had been to, but um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, don't think I had any um, any like <clears throat> mementos from it or whatever. A uh, couple things that stand out to me though. Uh, the attendance was 40,000. The announced attendance was 40,680. I don't think you could get, I, I, I would question if there were that many people at the White Sox playoff games uh, <laughs> last year. Yeah. Right. You would never see 40,000 people at a White Sox game. It's crazy. No, not at a, not at a random uh, like mid season White Sox game. Hell no. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and even if they like, even if it was like over reported, um, you know, like they often do even still like, so what it was 35,000? Like, I don't know. That's even, that's a lot, you know? Yeah, it, no, it sure is. Um, you know, they, they used to do, uh, they used to do good stuff for kids when they would like, you know, perform well in school. I mean, you used to, you, you could get free White Sox tickets. Uh, if you read enough books, you could get a personal pan pizza. Right. Uh, I, I wonder if they, I wonder if they do that stuff anymore. I should ask uh, some yeah. of my students, maybe, but I mean they're high school students. But um, but yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that, it's funny because we do like <laughs> where I teach. Um, the students earn a stipend, uh, sure. so they get okay. paid, and so it's it, it. Every once in a while, it seems it feels a little weird to like be like, um, you know, uh, whatever, like prompting them with money and everything with 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 uh, a reward based system. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know. They were giving away White Sox tickets back then. And, um, you know, it was I, I don't know if I would say, call it a reward because it was like a little dicey to go down there back in the day. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I think I think like my mom would like not take me. So my dad, my dad had to take me. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was still. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was cool. And uh, yeah, kind of just a cool game to see. Nice. That that is that that. Well, that's awesome, Jeremy. And you know what? Yeah. Why, why isn't school a reward based system? You know. Sure. Uh, that's that's what life is like. You know, yeah. if you do well at your job, you get more money. Why why isn't school like that too? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's probably an, uh, an issue for a different podcast. Um, <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. That's yeah. That's uh, that's neat. Uh, maybe you can find that game on TV sometime too. Yeah, I had me. I haven't done that. I I meant to like look um, on uh, YouTube to see if that was maybe randomly there or any highlights or something. So I would love to see that. That would be really cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, Jeremy, you uh, you brought a game to my attention. I've never played the game Wordle. Have you played Wordle? So yeah, I you know I got into I got into Wordle, the Wordle game, like uh, the word game. Um, uh, maybe a little bit after the rush of people, but still early, like still a while ago. Like I've been playing for couple months now um and it took the took the nation by storm but uh as soon as it kind of got popular there were a bunch of copycat games there's a hurt there's hurdle which plays like uh, a song second by second it's like name that tune um there's cordal which is like you play four boards at once um 
And then like Taylor Swift has one and Weezer has one and all these different people have one. Uh, but there's a baseball one that I discovered just this week. Um, unfortunately, I wish I had been playing it for months, but it's called Wordle, W-A-R-D-L-E, as in like wins above a replacement player. Uh, or was about replacement. Um, and uh, it's kind of like it, you have to guess a certain player. Um, so it's really cool. Like there's um, there's all these columns. Um, I'm just pulling it up now. So you have like name, um, team, league division, bats, throws, birthplace, age, and position. And you start off with just a guy. And, you know, like if you get like his the way like his his handedness in batting that'll turn green and so you know like you're looking for like a lefty or a righty um and you just narrow it down until you guess the guy and uh, you get nine tries and uh i've been playing it for three days and i friggin missed it yesterday and i'm like i was like pissed off that i even missed one but uh it was a it was a tricky one i i with with the clue you gave me jeremy i ended up getting it but uh i guess maybe that was luck i don't know yeah, I think like um, yeah, you know, it's it's I don't know. You got to play it and like go through the the whole process and, and sure. you know weed it out. Um, but it's kind of like it's kind of like cool. You you like by a series of clue, you know, by a series of guesses, you can narrow it down to like a guy in a certain division who bats lefty and like is like thirty years old, and it's like you got to try to think of who that is. Um, and uh, for, I think my strong, my weak suit is like remembering like sometimes like what handedness guys bat. So sure, you know, and then yeah, yeah. My 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 weakness is numbers. I can never remember guys' numbers. Um, Their uniform the number. Just, yeah, I, yeah, uniform number. I just cannot cannot do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wardle. Uh. Not, it's spelled the same, but it's not to be mistaken with uh, former Marquette basketball player and current Bradley University coach Brian Wardle. Ah. Um who once made fun of a player for shitting his pants in practice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, uh, great guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll have to, uh, uh, yeah, I'll have to start playing this game tomorrow. Um, I, w- I wonder if Alec Baldwin likes words with, uh, likes, likes Wordle. You remember when he got kicked off a plane <laughs> for, for playing words with friends? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's good. stuff. he's got bigger problems now. I was going to uh, say maybe he doesn't, he just, he seems to not have any guilt over over the overshooting somebody and killing them. Yeah. Uh, but seems unnecessarily like deny that he had anything to do with it or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's again, I know that's another podcast. Uh, we'll we'll right. get to that right after the education system podcast, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so play word wordle and um, I don't know if we're going to post our results or anything, but um, uh, you know, uh, if you do play it and you post your results, tag us in it and um, on, on social media at Rain Delay Pod, and um, yeah, we 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 would uh, like to see your results. And if if I guess if people do do it, we can we can start posting our results too. We'll have to do them separately. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's cool. It's it's fun to play with friends. Like me and my wife play Wordle, and we like text each other our results every day. And so, um, yeah, Wardle uh, would be would be cool to play with the fans. So yeah, check it out. It's just just Google Wardle. I think it's um, I think it's I don't know what the address is, but uh, just just Google it. You'll find it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you mentioned the social media, Jeremy, on Twitter. Um, you know, I wonder I wonder how Elon Musk buying Twitter is going to affect you know at Rain Delay Pod. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like we'll be able to like harass people and just use like <laughs> you know some banned words uh, now that. Uh, Elon Musk is taking over. So yeah, it might be, it might be good. We might get into some like Twitter, you know, beefs, but, uh, they'll be much more uh, exciting, I guess. 
Yeah, wonderful. Um, okay, uh, should we dive into these uh, uh, over-unders? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, let's start with... Uh, so we have these broken up into a couple sections here. We have Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, uh, like we've done the last few years. Then we have League-related, just like the general league. And then uh, Pod-related, so uh, things that may happen to me or Jeremy throughout the season. Yeah. Um, I think we should start with the Cubs. How about that? Let's do it. Um, so yeah, first one up is, um, you know, one that could perennially, perennially be on the, um, the podcast, uh, or on the, you know, on the over-unders it's, um, marquee network incidents. Um, and we have that set at 0.5. So will there be one or won't there be one this year? Um, you know, classic one, classic examples of the past would be like the Mark Grace calling his ex-wife a dingbat. Sure. Um, or even like I would even consider like <laughs> Tom, Tom Ricketts mentioning the network and being booed. <laughs> like I would even consider that was even before the Marquee Network launched. Um, I would have called that that was like the first Marquee Network incident. Um, they they have hired um, uh, uh, Cameron Mabin now. Cameron Mabin's been like was in there like this past week, and he seems like an okay guy. But he's also another guy who they hired who has like a uh, you know an arrest record. Um, it seems like uh, Marquee Network purposely purposely hires only people with like an arrest record, um, <laughs> like as if like they're like some sort of like um, you know like like Dave's Killer Bread is like start was started by an ex convict. It's like as if the that's their community services to hire these like baseball players who like you know have been arrested, have like done something bad in the past, and uh, you know they go to Marquee Network to be rehab- rehabilitated. um so this is a good one uh i think i'm gonna take i'll take the over on this one um it's it's a long season Mm -hmm. uh who who knows if if grace is back Uh, i'm sure ryan dempster still works there um rick sutcliffe uh our our new friend rick sutcliffe works there he's he's always been a wild card so i i feel like uh you know something's gonna happen yeah i think that's fair um i i also think that there will be something um you know, I think that there's, I, so I'm taking the over as well. Um, sure. you know, something's going to happen. There's, there's a lot of season left and I, I don't know, like <laughs> midterm elections are coming up. I feel like, uh, there, you know, I could see them, uh, getting, getting like some, some ad being purchased or something happening. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, sadly, I think that it's, I think it's a pretty safe bet that there will be at least something. Yeah. Uh, uh same. Uh, perfect. So we both have the over for that one. Uh, the next one is Cubs versus Brewers bench clearing incidents. So there already has been one uh, that we witnessed. Uh, we, uh, we have the over under at one point five. So and, you know, and we we'll, ta- we talked about this one a couple like last episode, I think, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was very recently. So I I think Jeremy. Uh, so we have it at one point five. I am going to take the the under for this one. I think there's maybe going to be one, but I, I don't think there's going to be two. My, my reason for that is that uh, I don't know that Wilson Contreras is going to be on the team the whole year. Mm-hmm. So I think after he gets traded, if he does, I think it's a strong possibility. I think maybe the the bad blood will just kind of uh, dissipate. Yeah, sure. And we said we – I think we, like, yeah, altered – we al- – we, we picked the certain wording of bench clearing incidents instead of sure. like brawls because like that would allow for like another bench clearing and then like one more brawl because like if there's a brawl, there probably won't be another thing after that. Um, right. So yeah, and I think you so you took the on. I I don't remember what I took uh, previously, but I think I I think I 
I think I took the under also because I think there's going to be a brawl and then that'll do it. So I'm okay. taking the under, but if it was a if it was brawls, I would say yes for yes for a brawl. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a interesting. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I think that's a good call. Um, uh, I had put this one on here, Jeremy. Uh, so so we talked a little bit about this, uh, Kyle Hendricks. Um, so I have a will he be over or under a three ninety nine ERA? Yeah, <laughs> um, as th- this is the uh, Hendricks is done proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, as I'm gonna take the under on that, Jack. Okay. Um, I think um, uh, I think he's. I think he'll he'll settle back into his Kyle Hendricks um, ways, and um, you know I think uh, I'm trying to see what his ERA is at, at uh, right now. His ERA is three point nine eight. Um, he just oh, had a wow. good outing against against the Pirates, uh, yeah. where he he gave up basically nothing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that 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 helped him out for sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, I mean I could see him hovering around. Um, you know, I I think uh, his career. ERA is three thirty seven, so I think he'll be somewhere in between three ninety nine and three thirty seven. Cool. Um. Yeah. Good prediction. Uh. I. I. I think. Um. I'm gonna take the over on this one, but it's probably just gonna be a little over. I think. I. I could see him having a, uh, like a four point oh seven ERA. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't. You know. I don't think he's going to be terrible. I. I think his days as like a number two starter. Or like a you know a, a shutdown starter that you'd want being on the mound or, or maybe past him, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over, but not much over, maybe four point oh seven, something like that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, to me, I almost want to say I almost feel like he's either gonna be like three twenty or like four eighty. You know, like <laughs> I feel sure. like if he's not that guy, he's not that guy. But um, yeah, if he settles into like a you know a four ERA guy, I guess that's you know that's what he is. But um, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we we shall see. That's what yeah. these are for. So, um, all right. So Seiya Suzuki uh, is, um, yeah, the uh, you know the talk of of the Cubs this year so far, and I uh, started off uh, pretty hot. Um, he's come down to earth already as as normal as you would expect. Um, so when I wrote this, he's his number. His average has gone down even lower than that. I'm trying to pull uh, up his current numbers after this this game that just ended tonight. Um, I think he's at in the three thirties now after tonight's game. So yeah. Yeah. Um, baseball reference, which is probably not up, up to date as of yet, as of tonight's game has him at three twenty seven. So he, he's probably right around there. Three thirty three. He's at, okay. he went two for five today. So, mm-hmm. uh, three thirty three. Um, and I think four homers and 13 RBIs maybe is he's still at that. No, he got an RBI today. So 14 RBIs. Um, so we said his over under, um, and I guess, uh, I guess we're both okay with this number, but, uh, we set his over under at 290, uh, 22 homers and 75 RBIs. Um, so that, that's, a, I think those are good numbers that you pick for that one. Um, yeah, I could definitely see 22 and 75 being, uh, being, I think like 22 home runs is about as many as he's going to hit. The only thing that seems high to me is the, uh, the 290 average, but he's okay. such a good on base guy. He's such a he's so selective with what he swings at mm-hmm. that uh, I, I think he could hit 290. So I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the overs on this one. All three. Yeah, uh, I'll take the over for uh, for average. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm just gonna I'm just typing this out here. Uh, I'm gonna take the over at, for average. 
Uh, I'm going to take the... Uh, I'll take the under for home runs just because home runs are down this year. Okay. And uh, I will take the under for RBIs. So I think he's going to... I think he's going to hit like 290, over 290, but I think his home run and RBI numbers are going to be a little bit little bit under what you had him at. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, I was wondering if... Um, if you know uh if those if that if the home run um uh number or the uh average the rbi numbers was uh was was too low or just about right um because who knows what the cubs are going to score this year how they'll do long term um so this is a tough one i mean you'd think that a guy who started out so high would hopefully hit would stay in 300 like in the 300s um but i even just the last couple games i've seen him strike out a little more and um just I feel like teams are are kind of like like really dotting the corners and and they're kind of getting him on these borderline pitches that the umps are calling for strikes. So I don't know. I kind of I'm gonna take the under on the on the average. Um, I'm gonna take man 22 is really tough because that it I is because it almost seems like that's exactly how many he's gonna hit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I I, I like the I like the I like the first two uh, numbers that I came up with. I, I, these are always tough, and I always err on the side of being a Cubs fan, uh, a Cubs homer on these really borderline ones. So I guess I'll take, I guess I'll take the over on home runs. If anything, if he starts like kind of getting these borderline calls, and maybe he does start swinging a little more, I could see him maybe hitting for more power, uh, mm-hmm. just like 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 running into a couple. So I'm gonna take the over on homers. And I feel like if I, if I think he's going to hit 22 homers, I feel like he's going to have to hit 75 RBIs. So I I want to take the under on RBIs, but it seems those two picks seem to uh, contradict themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'll split. Maybe I'll hedge my bets and take that under for RBIs. That seems kind of silly, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the under for for RBIs. So I got okay under over under. I like it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, that, and that, like you said, that was a tough one. So it, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see where his stats end up. Uh, he, I mean, he might make the All-Star team this year, too. At this um, point, yeah, he would make it as of right now for sure. Definitely. Um, okay, so, uh, you know, this is all coming to a head here with this last one. Um, uh, but Jason Hayward still on the Cubs as of June 1st. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so will he be on the team after June 1st? I'm going to take the uh, the over on that one. Okay. Um, yeah, meaning uh, that he still will be he'll yeah. be on them beyond June first, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Um, uh, so he's actually not looking at his numbers. Um, I, I haven't seen how many ridiculously silly pop up hits he's had lately, uh, yeah. but you know he is hitting two sixty seven. He got a hit tonight. He did, um, yeah. The, from when I was watching, so I think they're just gonna ride it out with him. Um, at least at least for this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless he goes into some horrible slump. Yeah, I um, I, I tend to agree with you, Jack. He, I, I was reading an article about the, the Athletic had a, an article today, um, uh, and they said that his his average is what yeah whatever two seventy three, but his BABIP is four hundred. So that means he's getting lucky with some of these hits. So um, that will go down, and so will so will the average. But um, yeah, I mean, it's hard like. It's hard to cut a guy hitting 273 and also making 45 million dollars, or you know, do 45 million dollars. <laughs> so it's like, it's, and they also brought up a good point in this article that like, you know, he's he has ties to the city now. He's like building like a, a youth camp like for baseball and stuff, and like, 
you know, I think if they want him to like, like it's bad, it's like a bad look for the league if they uh, like for players um, to the players like if they cut if they kind of cut this guy, and it's it was a, I did not want to read this article because it was explaining why it's so complicated to cut him beyond just the money, um, and so I didn't I didn't want to have any <laughs> I didn't want to have any of it, um, but uh, yeah, it all led me to believe like fuck man, there's no way they can cut this guy this during the the year. Like if anything, they might they might cut him you know, in the off season, but I don't, I don't see them cutting them this year. Yeah. Uh, same. Yeah. Um, okay. Which so, sucks. Yeah, seems... but it is <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, but, uh, but it seems like we're in agreement on that one. Um, okay. Let's move over to the, over to the white Sox. So this first one is a, a hot button issue. And, uh, certainly for, for meatball white Sox fans right now, but, uh, yeah. Tony Larusa. Will he be the manager after June first? What do you think? Oh man, Jack, uh, this is a tough one, and I think for the same reasons that uh, not the same reasons, but like for basically this like saving face reason. Um, so uh, Reinsdorf brought Larusa back to like right this wrong that happened to him uh, in whatever year it was eighty five or whatever with the it was White 86, Sox eighty six eighty yeah. um, six, and. Um, then he brings him back and he puts him in a position where he can do nothing but fail or win the World Series. And they're playing bad. They did win today, I think. Um, yeah, they did. But uh, but they lost, what, like seven in a row, was it? Yeah, they uh, six six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Two division opponents, I think, on top yep. of that. Yep. And it's just they're seven and ten. Um, they're, they have a worse record than the Cubs. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's like it seems and they've dealt with a ton of injuries, which, you know, maybe isn't fair to like hold that against La Russa, But we've done nothing but shit on La Russa since the beginning of last year. Um, and uh, but the thing is, like, if they fire him, it's going to be even worse. Like then like then than what it was before. And like you can't hire like why would they hire the guy just to like disgrace him and fire him? And even if he like does the fake like I'm going to I'm, I'm going to retire sort of thing like. We all know what what's really like. That's still like leaving in in shame. Um, but also, even if they just don't win the World Series, he's going to be considered leaving in shame. So it's a lose lose situation. But I just don't see like them allowing him to be fired like disgracefully in the middle of a season, like embarrassing him uh, and doing that. So I I have to take the uh, the over on that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting what you said that when they hired him, uh, all he could really do is either win the World Series or anything short of that is a failure. Yeah. Um, so he, he he did not take this job like in a in a good position uh, yeah. to, to begin with. Um, I think that uh, he has too much pride to step down. Like he's mm-hmm. too arro- he's too arrogant yeah. to step down, which he yeah. probably should. So he would. <laughs> he's the type of guy who would make. Jerry Reinsdorf fire him again, and Jerry Reinsdorf isn't going to do that. <laughs> it's a game so, of chicken, yeah. R- right. Um, so I, I think that this could be a Hayward situation where he may he may retire after the season, quote unquote retire, but um, he's not gonna he's not gonna be fired during the season, which again is maybe bad for the White Sox. Just like Hayward staying on the Cubs is long term a bad thing for the Cubs. Um, I think for those reasons he's going to be around till the end of the season, but definitely after June first. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. So you got the uh, you got the over on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I got well. the over on that one too. 
Yep, that's fair. I'll just put down both over for that. Yeah, sure. Um, all right, yeah, we'll see what happens. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's 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 ugly, but um, it might just have to be what it is. Um, speaking of ugly, um, Eloy Jimenez uh, went on the DL again, the IL, um, and he's going to be out for eight weeks at least. Uh, it sounds like uh, torn hamstring. Just had surgery yesterday, I think, for it. Uh, Luis Robert has, was already on the shelf for like a week or like, you know, I don't know, four or five games before that happened and still hasn't gotten on the field. So, um, you know, the, uh, Jack's prophecy of my, my um, uh, MVP bet uh, is, uh, you know, coming back to, to roost here with um, just Luis Robert staying on the field. So we have um, so if if like Eloy comes back at the earliest possible, that would be, I think they started like end of June. Uh, which would give him uh, July, August, September, three months of, of the season left. And Robert, who the hell knows what, what could happen. I mean, um, yeah, like his uh, – what did he what did he do last year? He, like, tore his hip muscle or something crazy. Jeez, like, I, th- I think it was. And then I think uh, uh, Eloy last year was like – it was his pack, right? His pack, yeah, like jumping over the – jumping up on, on the wall. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's ugly. So we, we said combined games played this season – for Eloy and Luis Robert. And sadly we set it at, I wanted to set it at one, a cool 162 to, yeah. to basically say like, will we get a whole, one whole season out of both of these guys combined? But I, I kind of tipped it a little over because I think combined, they've already played 22 games. Yeah. Um, so we have it set at 182 and a half. Okay. Uh, so yeah, will, I, will they play a combined 182 or 183 games? Yeah. That, that'd be about, you know, 90 plus just over 90 games for each of them. Um, right. and, uh, you know, I'm going to take the under on that one. Um, Oof. those guys just can't stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's sad because you'd like to see what both of them could do over the course of a full season, you know, with both of them playing 155 games, but that just seems like uh, such a, a pie in the sky thing to expect either one of those guys to not miss two months of the year. Yeah. At this point it's becoming, uh, you know, it's becoming like a, likely scenario and i was i was trying to be optimistic at the beginning of this year but um but yeah um so basically okay so say like eloy comes back in july and he gets like he would get like um i don't know what like 60 something games maybe sure yeah i mean usually the all-star break is is teams like like 90 90 games in or whatever so okay yeah you know it'd be 60 70 games probably and then, so that would just leave another, um, that would leave 110-ish for Robert. That's kind of a lot. Um, yeah. But I, I got to stay with my, I mean, I got I got money invested in this guy. Granted, it's like 20 bucks. But, um, you know, I got money invested <laughs> in Eloy. So I got to, uh, I got to um, take the over on this. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I understand what I'm saying here, but... Um, I'm going to I'm going to stick with my get. I mean <laughs> and I'm going to say that El, that Luis Robert gets most of those 182 games. Like obviously he can only get well he can't even get 162, but uh I'm going to say like 130 from from uh Luis and then uh you know 50 something from Eloy. Okay. Yeah, sounds uh sounds good. All right. All right. Um so yeah, Jer- yeah, like you said Jeremy, you've got it. You got to take the over on I that do. one. I'm committed you know. already. Um uh, okay, uh, but the, yeah, that'll uh, be be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, this next one uh, is for the White Sox. Number of we should have kept insert past White Sox player here 
uh, yells at the games. Um, So this is White Sox fans lamenting that we should have kept this player. Uh, Yeah, so there's like good White Sox players sprinkled all all over the league. You know, to say nothing of guys they just traded away, like Zach Collins. Um, You also have guys they gave away for like in stupid trades, like uh, Marcus Semien, um, uh, Omar Narvaez, who nobody ever talked about being good when he was on the the White Sox. Mm -hmm. Just nobody ever talked about him. Um, I mean, even even Fernando Tatis Jr. started off in the uh, you know in the White Sox system, although you know he's he's not playing right now for mm-hmm. a stupid reason. Yeah. But I'm a, so I'm Jeremy. I'm going to take the under for that one, and here's why: because okay. most White Sox fans like don't yell, don't like, don't know what the fuck is going on at a game. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I and you you left off Jack the most glaring one, which is like the best pitcher in the league right now, which is Carlos Rodon. Right, um, sure, his ERA is like one right now, and he has to have a lot of strikeouts too. Um, uh, let me see if I can pull that up quickly, but um, but yeah, uh, he's he's looking really good out in San Francisco. He's got thirty eight strikeouts in twenty three innings. Um, his ERA is one seventeen. He's three and zero. So I mean, I could. I could totally see someone yelling at the game. Um, so yeah, we are. I think we already announced it. We're going uh, Friday to the White Sox game. I could totally hear someone yelling like, "We should have kept Rodon." Um, <laughs> so you know, and like all we need are three of those for to hit the over here. Sure. So I kind of um, I I'm gonna take the over on this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think um, that uh, I think I think that we're we're gonna get the uh, the over. Um, so yeah, I'm going with that. And, and yeah, it doesn't have to be a, uh, a different guy each no. time. You know, yeah. the, the yells can be the same thing. Hey, especially if we're seeing somebody like Vince Velazquez or, uh, even Dallas Keuchel who sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, Carlos Rodon is, is, you know, as good as both of those guys put together. Yeah, exactly. As soon as Reese McGuire hits into a double play, someone's going to yell like, what about Collins? Where's Collins? You they bums. traded. They traded those those two straight up for each other, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. That's a that's a weird trade. It, it is. It is. It's, it's it's a shame that they couldn't find a spot for um for Zach Collins. Um, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. This next one, um, I've been I've been following Johnny Cueto a little bit because I was I was hoping that we might see him on Friday when we yeah. go to the game. Uh, we're seeing Lucas Giolito. Probably yeah. instead, which is which is good. But uh, we have Johnny Cueto wins. So Johnny Cueto is currently pitching in the minor leagues in AAA for the White Sox. He'll probably be called up within the month. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, we have the Johnny Cueto wins over under at 3.5. Um, I'm taking the over on that one, Jeremy. Okay. All right. Yeah, That's I fair. mean, uh, I think, you know, this guy's going to pitch. Uh, he, he'll be with the White Sox for the rest of the season. It's a very White Sox thing. For them to have picked up Johnny Cueto, I can totally imagine him in a White Sox uniform pitching for the White Sox at their home stadium. It's just like, how how did we not consider Johnny Cueto being on the White Sox before? It just seems like too good of a fit. <laughs> right. But I, I definitely think that he's uh, just, even like, just like his personality and the way he pitches. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking the over on that one. Um, okay, that's fair. Uh, let's see, Jack. What's 13 divided by four? What is that? Uh, that's like three something, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like three point three point something. Yeah. 
probably three point less than three point five, right? I'm just I'm gonna do the exact math here. So what did I say? I said probably yeah. Thirteen divided by four is that what I said? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. If, if 12, 12 divided by four is three, then uh, yeah, it's probably less than three point five. It's a three point two five. All oh, right. Okay. And then yeah. the over under is three point five. So over the last four seasons, Johnny Cueto is averaging three point two five wins per season. Mm, okay. So this is I didn't even I didn't even do that math before I made the bet or made the the number, but um. Yeah, I mean, like, this is like, so you're basically saying, like, he's going to stick around for the whole year. I mean, he did pitch 22 games last year for the Giants, so that, that right there makes me want to say over. Because um, if, he, if he pitches 22 games, he'll, he'll get four wins, uh, I assume. But um, I just, I kind of feel like I can see this being, like, a situation where they call him up and he just doesn't have it and they, like, you know, they just cut him or something. Yep. And, yeah, they sure. DFA him. So for, in that scenario... I see him going under three and a half wins, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on that one. Okay, um, yeah, I uh, like you said, Jeremy. I, I could I, I think he's either gonna stick with the team for a while, or he's just it's just gonna be an Irvin Santana type situation where he just clearly does not have it anymore, or like a uh, Tim Lincecum situation. You remember that yep. when Tim Lincecum tried to come back with the Angels? The Angels, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I we, we got to try to see him pitch though for a game. Um, if he does pitch with the White Sox. Yeah. So this next one, um, Leori Garcia, who has been getting some heat from the media, uh, and fans lately, uh, and from his own media, um, uh, over or under a 200 batting average. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a tough one. I mean, so he's, it looks like he's, yeah, according to baseball reference, he's batting 098. Yes, um, I don't know. Uh, he is he is four for forty one. Yeah, that's bad. Um, that feels like I mean only forty one at bats. I feel like he could probably get up to uh two hundred with like a good couple weeks, but will he do that? Um, and then you think like, well, would he um be around long if he's if he's struggling at around around the one hundred? There's no not even a name for the one hundred line. Like no, no, the the half Mendoza or whatever. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so if he's struggling that much, you wouldn't think he'd be around long enough to, to even make it back up to 200. But they just signed him to a three-year contract, right? Yeah, so, I think three years. Three years, like 15 million. Oof. Um, so he, um, they're not cutting him. Um, no. So uh, I am, despite all that though, uh, Jack, I am going to take the under. I don't think okay, yeah. I don't think he can get up to two. I I can see him getting up to like the 180s or something, but I don't think he can get to 200. Yeah, uh, I am also going to take the uh, the under on that oh, one as well. Um, that's rough. Definitely, it is. It is. I mean, Steve Stone even even said on Twitter that like Leori Garcia sucks basically, um, and that that's not good when your own broadcaster is is saying that about you. Like Jeremy, it's like you said. That's why Cubs players were calling up to the uh, uh, broadcast booth when Stone was with the Cubs. Exactly. Um, you know, not not a real well liked guy, but yeah, I could see Garcia hitting like one, you know, one eighty five or one ninety one, but yeah, two hundred two hundred seems like it's going to be too tall of an order. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, cool. Let's move to the Brewers, Jack, and I want to jump around here a little bit. Um, yeah. so let's start with Yelich uh, here. So um, we have uh, over under Christian Yelich homers at nineteen and a half. Uh huh. Um, that's, uh, that's an interesting, what, Jack, what, do you know what he's at right now? He's got one home run. One, oh, geez, I thought he had more than that. No, just one. It was a grand slam, but just, and since, since oh. that grand slam, he's like four for 33 or something. Jesus, and he's only hitting 180, too. I thought he must have had a good first week and then, like, kind of fell back to earth or something, because I, 
I don't know. I was like, I'm like, it, I saw something maybe in like the games, like we like, uh, against the Cubs, like he had a good series against the Cubs. And I thought like, okay, maybe this guy is back, you know, but Jesus, like, yeah, 180. Damn it. Um, I mean, regardless of that, I was going to take the under anyway. So I, sure. I I'll just go ahead and just say I'm taking the under for Yelich homers at 19 and a half. I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, um, you know, April's almost over, so and he's got one. So, I mean, that, that would put him on pace for six homers, um, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, he, he definitely have to step it up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I just don't see – 19 and a half seems high. Yeah, he uh, just, you know, he might he might ground out to the second baseman 19 and a half times in the next week. But, like, he just I, – I don't see him – he'll be lucky to hit 12 home runs. That, uh, that that's maybe where I would have set the over on like something like, yeah, because which is sad for Christian Yelich, um, having hit uh, forty four homers at one point in his career. Yeah, um, uh, but like you know when when they signed him, when the Brewers signed him to that big extension, they, uh, uh, you know, they they were paying him to be a guy who would hit thirty home runs a season, uh, and I, you know, I. I Twenty would be a godsend right now for the, yeah. for this team. So yeah, definitely way under, way under, and uh, he'll be lucky to hit. He'll be lucky to hit two forty this year, two thirty. Yeah, that is shocking. I thought he, I thought he was uh, off to a better start than that. So no. And here's here's the annoying thing about it though is that they, they've interviewed him about it, and he's just like, well, you know, in baseball, everyone wants a good result, and you know, it doesn't always happen. Like, well, you know. It, Sure, everyone also wants a two hundred million dollar contract. So you know it. Yeah, it doesn't always happen that you're going to get a good result. But the way they're paying you, you should be getting good results more often than you are. Well, I was, um, yeah, exactly. Like like once out of every three at bats, maybe you know, like right. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one hits a thousand Christian, but like they do hit. But but guys who get paid as much as you do do hit like three hundred or you know. <laughs> so so you can you can get you know you can have a good result three times out of every ten maybe. But yeah. Not not out of every one, not every like one in one point eight out of every ten. That's, yeah. That's not yeah. Um. <laughs> no. Uh. And and he's uh, another thing he's he said he's like. Well, you know, each each year is its own thing. Like, you know, so you can do really good one year and then like really bad the next year, but just like each <laughs> each year is its own thing. It's like you can't you can't just say that. You can't just dismiss uh, <laughs> two seasons right. or this season and just be right. like, "Well, I'll just I'll be good next year." Like, you can't you can't say that. Come on. I mean, again, that would be that would be like, "Okay, well then like I guess you can sign one-year contracts then for the rest of yeah. your career." Right, if if that's if that's how you're looking at it. So uh, mm. I think that um, you know I think frustrations are growing, and with the way that the Brewers are hitting right now, they uh, they really need him to be good, and it's just he's the worst hitter on the team right now. That's so shocking, uh, yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Shocking. Um, all right, so then we have uh, Josh Hader saves at, f- at a whopping forty four and a half. Yeah, well, I think he's got ten, uh, 10 right now. He currently okay. has ten. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm going to take the over on this one, baby. Um, I like it. Uh, uh, yeah. And the reason for that is that the Brewers can't score any runs. Mm-hmm. So most of their wins are going to be close games. And uh, they're, they're going to, you know, he's going to have a lot of save opportunities. So I am going to take the over on this one. Okay. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, um, that would definitely be a career high for him. His oh, previous yeah. career high was 37. Um, and 44 just seems like a lot. I don't know. I I, I don't keep up with um, like save league leaders uh, so much these days. But uh, 
seems like 44 is kind of a lot um for 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 like these days uh i'm trying to see what last year yeah see even last year the league leader had 39 um and uh i know that there's a lot of like uh um committees for of closers this year especially um but uh yeah, 44, I don't know, it's weird. It seems like players don't get that many anymore these days. Um, so uh, I'm going to have to take the under on this one. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, there's no uh, secret about my thoughts about J- Josh Hader, but uh, this <laughs> one I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking, like, uh, you know, uh, as, as uh, nonpartisan as possible. Yeah, certainly. One of my favorite jokes about Josh Hader was after he got outed at the All-Star game for like his, you know, racist tweets, <laughs> uh, there, there was somebody who said, they said a fake tweet, uh, Josh Hader is at his locker with a tear running down his eye, uh, eating a piece of Papa John's pizza right now. Um, <laughs> I thought that was good. It was clever. I bet he um, does eat Papa John's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so similar to Jason Hayward or Tony Larusa. Uh, we have one here for Lorenzo Kane, uh, Low Kane. Um, so, will he be on the team after August first? What do you uh, What do you think, Jeremy? Do will you, he be on the twenty the twenty five man? What's his um What uh Yeah, what's his um contract situation? Uh, it this expires is the this last. Year. I believe this is the last year of his contract. Yeah, it's his yeah, free yeah. agent twenty twenty three. So he signed five years, eighty million dollars from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two. So this is the last year of his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Josh, uh, I mean, uh, I don't, what, what was I saying Josh for? Um, uh, Lorenzo Cain, I think like, um, oh, Josh Hader, I guess that's why. But um, Lorenzo Cain, I think, I feel like he's going to stay on the roster because like they could definitely use him. I mean, how's his defense these days? His defense is still okay, yeah, right? Yeah, I think he can still play defense. Yeah, so I think like for a playoff team, like, one thing that playoff teams a lot of times do is like make an acquisition for like a, you know, a defensive replacement kind of guy, late inning defensive replacement kind of guy. And I guess if you already have Lorenzo Kane, you know, you, you don't have to make that, that trade. So I could see them keeping him just for like defensive purposes, like late in close game situation. So I'm going to take the over on that one. Okay. Um, uh, I am going to take the, the under, on that one, and maybe maybe that's optimistic. Uh, I think I think how it's going to go down is that they're going to like say he hasn't because he he's a fan favorite, an organization favorite. Um, maybe not a fan favorite anymore, but uh, the the organization likes him, uh, and I I don't think they're going to do him the in, indignity of cutting him. But I, I think that they're going to say that he's hurt, and they're just going to kind of like you know keep him on the injured list for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, come come midsummer because the, the, they're going to need to. They're trying to contend. This year, uh, as far as his bat goes, he's he's become unplayable. Like he's just he's just bad. He doesn't have anything left in the tank. Um, he it, he's certainly not bothered by losses. If uh, his demeanor <laughs> at, at the bus is any indication, uh-huh. um, you know he, he yeah he looked like a, you know he looked like the coolest cat on the block uh, after that after that loss. But yeah, he's hitting 154 right now in uh, 39 official at bats. He just. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He was never a big power guy, but uh, you know, he he doesn't have anything left. I, so I, I think that they're going to put him on the injured list and just he'll he'll just kind of go silently away. Well, if they do cut him, Jack, uh, the the Cubs have a a defensive leading defensive replacement center fielder <laughs> who might be available for a slightly <laughs> higher price, but um, 
yeah, I think they could work out a trade with the. I think the Cubs would be amenable to a Jason Hayward to the Brewers trade. Hey, maybe Jason Hayward for Lorenzo Cain, right? Uh, although Hayward's yeah. got another whole another year left on his yep. contract. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, uh, the Cubs <laughs> could send. Why the Cubs could send? You know, twenty or like like uh, yeah, twenty million dollars maybe along with that. Sure, um, sure, yeah, right. Well, the Brewers are so cheap. I'm sure they'd take it. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, win-win there. Uh, but okay, so yeah, Jack is the under, Jeremy is over for that one. Um, yep. And the last one is Brewers playoff wins 4.5. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that would put them, have them winning their first, uh, their first round of the playoffs. Um, it's, so real quick, Jack, I was doing. I I'm glad that I I, I did this. Uh, I did this one, and I I had to do some research because I needed to, and it was it was educational because I was able to educate myself on what the actual playoff structure, the format is yes. uh, now, which I didn't know, but like, okay, so uh, six teams make it from each league. Um, and the, the top two uh, division winners get a buy. So then division winner three, and then three wildcard teams will play in the first round. And it's a best of three series in the team with the better records park. So there's no travel. Okay. Um, but it's best of three. So if somehow the Brewers, you know, are the three seed, they would play a three round, they would play a three game uh, playoff in the first round and they would only need two wins to advance. So then you're looking at two and a half wins uh, in the next round. So it could, they could get to the second round by only winning two games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, understood. Um, I'm I'm gonna take the over on this one. Sure. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. you have I mean, to. You kind of have to. I I do, but they uh, they really crapped the bed in the playoffs last year to the eventual World Series champion. Um, sure. Which is actually that that's happened to them the last three years. Not that that makes them losing any better, but they lost to the Nats in 2019, the Dodgers mm-hmm. in 2020, and uh, you know 2021 was the Braves. So uh, they've lost to some good teams. Um, but they did, they did not play very well in the playoffs last year. The bats, their bats just did not show up. Uh, but, uh, they, hopefully this year's a different story. So I'll take the over. Okay. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, I feel like they could win a round of playoffs as well. This is a tough one to, to, to guess. Um, I'm also going to take the over just cause I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they could hit, I, I feel like. I feel like they'll they'll hit they'll they'll win like you know five games or whatever. Um, I don't know if they'll make it uh, all the way to the the LCS, but uh, we'll see. Um, I I expect them to do uh, well this you know all, all told this year. Um, so yeah, so I have the over as well. Um, but uh, the uh, the playoff format is weird, um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what it's going to create all kinds of weird scenarios. Um, but uh, I will say, hey, Jack, uh, the, the Brewers are on a World Series ring. I don't know if you I don't know if you know that or if that does anything. Oh, for I didn't you. I didn't know that they are on the they are on the Braves uh, ring, uh, World Series ring. Is that um, just because like of the teams that they beat? Yeah. On the inside of the ring, it shows like the series that they played to win the World Series. And they have like the logo of each of the teams that they beat. And so the Brewers like Mitt and, and Ball logo is on the Braves World Series ring. So there you go. Yeah, that's like that's like uh being the guy that's getting dunked on in the poster or something. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. Kind of um, is, but yeah. You, you know what? I I was watching a Brewer game the other day and uh 
you know, you, you'll hear this more and more now, but the announcer was like, oh, you know, he's been a big part of this magical four-year run for the Brewers. Because they, they made the playoffs mm. uh, in, you know, 18 through 21. So they made the playoffs for four straight years. I wouldn't exactly call it a magical run, though. They didn't. They they never. They haven't made a World Series. You know, they 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 yeah. almost made it in 2018, but they lost to the Dodgers. But they haven't even made a World Series. They've been knocked out of the playoffs the la- uh, in the first round in the last three seasons. That's not a magical run. Like it's a good run of pl- of. It's a good run. Yeah. It's not. Ma- it's not magical. No. 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 It's not. So, um, yeah. Let's and keep the hubris in check. Nor should you, as a Brewers fan, nor should you want to consider it magical because no. Yeah, you want to you want to do more than what the Brewers have done the last couple of years. It's nice, but you ultimately want the World Series title. So right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, those are those are some good ones for the uh, the individual teams there. Um, and now let's move to the league itself. So yeah. uh, uh, my uh, my bet that I made because we just we said we'd do it again this year. Um, you know, there there wasn't a great example for the like you know for the Brewers. Maybe I could have picked Jace Peterson, but. I don't. I don't think it's a, as much of a disgrace that he's on the team as Daniel Robertson. But so we said. We said Chris Owings. Uh, if he gets over 200 plate appearances, uh, I will wear a Javier Baez uh, Cubs jersey to a Brewers game where the Brewers are not playing the Cubs. Um, which would, that, that, I guarantee you, people would say stuff to me though. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the under though. Uh, Chris Owings, uh, bizarrely is still in the major leagues with the Orioles. So the fact that he's on the Orioles, maybe it's not that bizarre. But um, he has he has 15 plate appearances right now. Uh, so I just I don't think he's going to make it. I think it's going to be a Daniel Robertson situation. So I'm going to take the under on that. And, I again, I kind of have to. But Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I got to say this, Jack. Uh, I don't know if this is any indicator, but when I try to go to his MLB.com player page, uh-huh. it brings up a 503 service unavailable error message. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that's pretty sad. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. I cannot foresee him getting uh, 200 plate appearances, even for the lowly uh, Orioles, right? The or. By the way, look at the Orioles. Um, uh, like power numbers, like uh, like uh, offensive numbers this year, they are just putrid. Um, uh, but I don't. I just can't see it happening. I was I was trying to check to see if he's been out cut already. Um, but I can't, sure. I can't even find anything, but, uh, yeah, that is bad. That is so, so bad. Um, the, well, the they've, red, they've hit eight, they've hit eight home runs as a team, uh, according to baseball reference, which is probably as of like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reds are also like really, really bad as well. Um, yep. but, uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, it's, it's bad. And I think that, I think that they got a couple of those just over the last like couple of games. I, last time I looked, I think they had four homers. Oof. So that's really bad. Um, when guys, you know, when like certain guys have more than that themselves, right? A lot of guys right, do. Right. So, um, yeah, that's not good. Uh, so yeah, I both got the under on that one, and uh, we can only we can only uh, pray and wish that that w- would happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Well, we got to get Jack to to really. If this one doesn't come through, we really got to put him put like put him on the hot seat and like do one that's somewhat. <laughs> feasible yeah 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 well, for next year definitely yeah definitely yeah. Um, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be keston hira maybe, maybe that it'll be that much of a joke by that point i don't know um okay trevor bauer uh over under 9.5 games started um yeah. i'm gonna take the under for this one i think that they're just gonna make him sit out the whole year because he's like still under contract 
Um, I think he's still on paid administrative leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that contract is going to expire, and then just nobody will sign him, and he'll end up playing in Japan or Mexico or something. Um, yeah, so I'm going to take the under on that one. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting because, like, yeah, he was, like, trying to uh, challenge his, like, uh, his administrative leave or whatever and, like, show up at the ballpark. Like, it sounds like some kind of, like, WWF kind of stuff. And the guy – and so now he's now he's suing the, the woman who accused him of these things. Yep. Which, like, I think – I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or if I said it just to you personally, Jack, but I'm like, Trevor Bauer just needs to lay low. I think we said it maybe, like – uh, just in just in conversation, uh, off pod. But I'm like, he just needs to fucking lay low, and he probably will be reinstated because like, there's nothing more left really to adjudicate. Like, it is what it is. I mean, he's still a piece of shit, but like, um, he was a piece of shit even before the allegations. But um, he definitely is one. And but but like, it seemed to me like if he just fucking kept his mouth shut and lay low, um, he would be uh, he would be like reinstated eventually but now he's now he's like uh, you know of course like you know blame blaming the accuser uh in this situation uh and it's just it's this is a it's a horrible look i don't know who like let him do this like for career for career purposes it's just a horrible look it's it's pretty much just like saying like do not deal with me because i'm an absolute piece of garbage so i have to go the under as well i was maybe going to go the over until i saw this news um but uh, yeah, just screw him. He's just a what a you know what a pile of crap. Yeah, it, it's kind of seem kind of seems like one of those things now where he can't let it go. Yeah, um, right. No, and- that's his whole thing. He's gonna like, he's gonna like you know demand. He's like, I must clear my name. It's like, why don't you just fuck off? Why don't you just shut up and and hope that they let you in? And if they don't, you know, like you you've learned a really really tough lesson. But like. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, Jack. Yeah, I mean, it seems seems like in sports uh, or, or or anywhere really, the best way to get over a scandal is to just not talk about it anymore. Yes, um, yeah, because people would people for better or for worse, they, people would forget about it. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, you'd be like, oh yeah, I, re- I remember Trevor Bauer did that. What a piece of shit. But yeah, you you know, you might forget about it now and again, um, but not if he keeps bringing it to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, actually uh, suing the person who you know accused him is uh, Jesus, man. So yeah, f that guy. But I think under is I think under is a good call for that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, so uh, you know, hot uh, like he's not a rookie anymore, I guess. But Wander Franco, um, off to a pretty good start. Um, again, I did these numbers a couple days ago, so I don't know if it's if it's changed. I actually. Uh, I can't seem to pull anything up quick anymore these days on my computer, but um, I think he hit a homer maybe yesterday or something, but I have his numbers at 349, three homers and 10 RBIs uh, as of me doing this over under. Um, yeah, not, now he's uh, looking at baseball reference, which again is probably about a day old. Uh, he's at 338 with four home runs and 12 RBIs. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, I thought he hit a homer um, yesterday maybe. Um so and then I'm actually pulling up today's box score. He's actually down to 319. Okay. Um, but the same same uh, homer and RBI totals. Anyway, we have his I have his over under set at 300 with 18 homers and 75 RBIs, same as uh, same as Seiya Suzuki. Um, but yeah. So what do you think about that one, Jack? Over under 300, uh, 18 and 75. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say av- uh, the average will be over. Uh, home okay. runs over, 
um, RBIs uh, uh, under just because he I think he usually hits. Uh, th- does he usually hit leadoff or pretty high in the order? He's been batting second, I believe. Okay, yeah, I, I just it's hard for a guy who bats second to get that many RBIs. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take the over for average and homers, but just the under for RBIs. I think maybe it'll be slightly under that. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, yeah, I gotta, I, I would love if he hit over 300. It seems like it might be a tough call, but it seems like he could do it. Um, you know, I think he, he has that in him. So I'll stay optimistic. I also have this guy on my fantasy team. So, um, I, uh, I'll take the over on average over 300, um, I'm going to take the over on homers too, although I really like that 18 for him. Uh, and then RBIs at 75. To me, 75 seems like a low amount of RBIs, but um, I'll say the over on that as well. I'm bullish on Wander Franco. Apparently. Well, yeah, I, I was yeah I was very close to, to taking all three of the overs. So yeah, good call. I think. Um, all right. Nice. If, on, if only we if only we had seen him. These are not st- <laughs> stats are not based on games that we've seen. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, we couldn't even add him to, to the spreadsheet of guys we've seen, man. That's No, sucks. unfortunately not. No. I do have a minor league spreadsheet, but uh Nice. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway. <laughs> um but yeah, okay. So um another guy who is uh doing well uh this year, um surprisingly and Jack, you you brought this guy's name up. I don't know if it was on the again, I don't know if it's on the podcast or in real life, yeah. but I, I actually did draft this guy in a money fantasy league that I'm in and he's oh. he's paying off beautifully right now um ty france uh who's the current first baseman of the seattle mariners um who are 11 and 7 on the year uh ty france right now is hitting 366 um and uh i believe he still has uh um well shoot i don't have the numbers pulled up right now but actually here i can get it real quick um he's hitting 366 with five homers and 21 rbis he's third in average He's tied for sixth in homers, which, you know, I think uh, Rizzo is the league leader with eight, and he just did that because he hit three homers yesterday. And he's tied for first in um, RBI. Um, he's sixth in OPS, over 1,000. So he's he's got some really good numbers right now. And the Mariners are like, I don't know if the Mariners are in first place or not, but um, they're, you know, they're expected to be contenders. So, um Thinking he might get some love. He's they're tied for first right now with the Angels, actually. Um, but uh, but yeah. So for 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 Ty France, our our prop bet is over under fifth place in MVP voting for the American League. Yeah, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take over for that. Actually, I, yeah. I could see him if not winning it, at least staying in the top five, like third or fourth. Um, yeah. So the guy can the guy can hit. Like he's a good he's a good hitter. I'm not really the, I I think I don't know if the Padres knew what they had when um you know when he was on their team. Yeah. But yeah, I th- I think he's the real deal. And I, I well I you know he might not be one of the best players in the league like consistently. I do think that he's going to be a guy that you would want on your team who can hit like 20 or 30 home runs and hit 280 or 290 every year. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he's he's solid. He played. He also, I think he played for Tony Gwynn at San Diego State when he was mm. there. So, yeah, I'm gonna take the over on that one. Okay, nice. Um, I think I'm also gonna take the over. Um, yeah, I think um, he he could be like uh, he could be there to stay, and I think um, I think the Mariners will need him. So, yeah, I'm taking the over there as well. Definitely. Um, so this is one of my the favorite storylines of the uh, the young season. 
but uh, Giants unwritten rules incidents. So uh, that's at over under two point five. So will there be more than you know? Will there be will there's, there be three or more? There's been two um, already. Yeah, so. there have there have. Uh, so the yeah the most recent one being Alcides Escobar and the Nationals were not happy <laughs> that that uh, the Giants tried to score even though they were only up by six. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, ridiculous. And also, who is Alcides Escobar to be going that, at another team's dugout and yelling at them? That like, was this guy. That was he shouldn't what, even be in the yeah. major leagues. That was that was the glaring thing about that situation for me is like Alcides Escobar, like he should. I can talk about another guy who should be keeping a low profile. Like the, he he doesn't want to remind the Nationals that he's on their team because they might <laughs> realize that and cut him. Um, <laughs> like yeah, he should definitely be like keeping his head low and just collecting a paycheck. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any sign of them stopping. Um, if anything, they've dug their heels in. And, like, you got idiots like Elsius Escobar who, like, maybe didn't get that memo and is still, like, maybe it's, it's almost as if he was oblivious that this same thing just happened, like, four days ago. Um, yeah. Uh, because, like, even, like, if you're pissed off, I, I assume at some point you would just be like, well, that's what they're going to do. They already said it. Why should I bother getting pissed off? Because they're not changing and I'm not going to change. Like, this, <laughs> did you think that they were going to be like, oh, man, Asidius Escobar, you're right. You know, we, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll, you know, hey, guys, you know, stay put. No leadoffs. Swing at the first pitch. You know, put it in the dirt. Um, like, what <laughs> did he think was going to, like, what is what does he expect to happen? And, like, what, what credibility does he have? Like, so he got a World Series ring, but, um, you know, there was also, like, four other like four other guys on that team that you know had huge roles uh so it's it's absurd um but uh but considering the fact that this doesn't seem like it's going to happen and i don't think the the enough players in the league are evolved enough to understand what it all means or to like let it go a la jock peterson luckily jock peterson is on the team um right he's doing it uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take the over on that one I think that I think there will be like three more, and who knows, there could be a brawl by the end of all this. That's great. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I I think that just like all all good things must come to an end. So I I, I think they're going to keep doing it. I, I just think that teams are going to start letting it letting it go, or just like you said, not being bothered by it because they just know that this is what the Giants are going to do. Yeah. Um. So I'll take the under. I would love to see another one though. Um, yeah. Uh, I think this is such a I don't know. It's almost like a wrestling thing or something. It's like they're it's like their gimmick now. Like this is this yeah. is what they do. They like just shit on all these stupid and unwritten rules that that exist. Because um, I think Jeremy, I I read this somewhere and maybe we even talked about this on the podcast. But they're not having game one sixty threes anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that you know stuff like that uh, is now going to be determined by um, run differential. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah, I heard it, about it, that. I, and well. it, you know, maybe it's not that, but uh, I, I think run run differential is is going to play a, a factor in in something. Maybe so uh, it it, ben- it definitely benefits teams to uh, you know to, to run up the score uh, in in that sense. But also, uh, you know, Gabe Kapler said, "Hey, we're trying to tire out their bullpen. We want them to use more pitchers. We're trying to win the series." Yeah. Um, and and you know even if even if the series is over even if it's the last game of the series they still might be competing with this team for a playoff spot and they want to have the, the them be short for tomorrow for whoever else they got to play sure so, and it, and it even goes beyond that line of thinking goes beyond the just that series too i mean they might they might screw up their their um you know their staff for the next series and yeah. they might, you know could have just a snowball effect so it's funny that no one including myself quite honestly has really thought about that 
that angle to take with with you know running up the score or doing whatever. But like it's a valid point, and um, yeah, it's just fun. It's funny that Gabe Kapler is like you know one of the evolved guys in uh, in baseball. It's kind of funny. Yeah, For, former 150 pound weakling Gabe Gabe Kapler, <laughs> according to his baseball card, and uh, uh, av- advocate for cocoa oil, right? Coconut oil. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So Anthony Rizzo, uh, currently leading the major leagues in home runs. He's got eight. Uh, yeah. over under. 39.5 home runs. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, yeah, that's a – I mean, he's never – again, like what's his career high in homers? Like 32. He's, he's 32. never hit more than 32 yeah. in a season. Yeah, and, then, and again, another guy who like seems like at this point of his career to be good for like one DL stint for his back, you know? Yep, yep. At some Every point. Year. Yeah, and so I don't know, man. I just – I, I got to go under on that one, um, you know, even though I, I – you know, I would probably like to see that as someone uh, – as a scorned former – uh, fan, but uh, yeah, just I'd feel like it this for him to like um, have a career year in home runs hit at age whatever he is, 32 or something, um, seems unlikely to me. So I, I have to just go with the law of averages and say under on this one. Okay, uh, I am going to take the, the over on this one. Um, Anthony Rizzo's never had a 40 home run season, and frankly, he's never come close. Yeah, his career high is 32, he's got that a couple times. Um, the, Yankee Stadium is uh, one hell of a place for a left-handed hitter to mm-hmm. uh, to hit. Um, you know, I mean, hell, Curtis Granderson might have had over forty home runs a couple times for the Yankees. So, uh, yeah, I, I think and maybe maybe at about the same age that that Rizzo is now. So I am going to say that Rizzo is going to stay hot. I don't think he's going to hit like fifty, but mm-hmm. I think he could hit forty-one or forty-two. So uh, yeah. so yeah, I think this is Rizzo's year. Um, I don't think overall it was a good signing for the Yankees. I, I don't know that he has that much left, but uh, I do think he's going to hit like f- over 40 this year or just or 40. So I think this is his year to do it. He really only signed a one-year deal with them with a was, was it only a one-year deal? He took a one-year deal? I guess there's an and there's a player option for, for next year. So okay. I guess that's kind of like a two-year deal. But, um, yeah, that's weird. I, I mean, they said that he was close to coming back to the Cubs, but um, – uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm taking the under on that one. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that is a, a valid point about like the short porch and left in, uh, in, uh, right field. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we shall see. Okay. Uh, Byron Buxton. So similar to Eloy and Robert, uh, Byron Buxton, 141.5 games played over or under. What do you think? Again, this is, um, you know, just historically speaking, he, he did play 140 games one year in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I don't know. I mean, like, just I, I can't go that high. That's That seems high uh, just overall, and for him especially it seems high. So I, I have to take the under on that one. Okay. Um, I am going to take the under two. Um, he's already missed time this year. He's already missed like six games. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, he just he he hit a he hit a uh, I think the longest walk off home run in history against the White Sox the other yeah. day. That was funny. Um, <laughs> if this here's the thing, if this guy could stay healthy, he could be one of the most electrifying players in baseball. Yeah. Um, but he just can't he just can't do it. He's just like made of glass. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the under two. 
But um, I, I would love to see what he could do with a season where he plays 155 games. Jack, we saw him make some really good plays once, right? In per- we in did. Uh, that was like in 2016 or 17. So that, that was right. Like that was one of his first seasons. But yeah, yeah, he made some some outstanding plays and he made it look easy in center yeah. field, too. Yeah, I think he made like two and uh, I don't even know if they, they could have even been in the same inning. But I think, feel like they might have been like the first and second innings or something. And then I think he might have even hit a homer or something. But uh, but yeah, yeah, he's a he would be awesome to see play 162. But uh, sadly, just doesn't seem like it can happen. And he's you know, he's he's only 28, I guess. But uh, but still, I yeah, it feels like he's been around a long time, too. Yeah, but yeah he is. He is only 28. Yeah. Um, OK, here's a fun one. Yeah. Zach Greinke, um, 0.5 games at DH. What have, do you think? Yeah, have has there been talk about this? I don't think so, but uh, I imagine that he's going to want to do it. So yeah. uh, if the Royals are not contending, yeah. um, I think it could be a real possibility. So I'm, I'm going to take the over on this one. I think I, I think he's going to do it once. Um, okay. but that, that's maybe optimistic, but I'd love to see it. I like that too. I mean, it would, it would be cool. And like, yeah, the fact that he's on the Royals, um, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the Tigers, you know, a couple years ago had, uh, Andrew Romine, right. Uh, yes. Play like all nine positions and teams do that sometimes at the end of the season. Uh, the Royals are six and 10 right now. I mean, it's still too early to tell, but they're not supposed to be, um, in contention. So, I could see that happening, but uh, just to just to uh, just to go like on the other side of this, I'm going to say the under. But uh, I definitely would love to see it happen. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, we all know Zach Granke loves to hit. So uh, so yeah, I think he just pitched last night or maybe today too for the uh, for the Royals. Um, mm. Good to see him still around. I hope I hope he sticks around a couple more years. Um, okay, this is a sad one, um, <laughs> yeah. an, an alarming one. But uh, over under for the league batting average, uh, 240. So I looked today, uh, the league batting average was three, uh, 231 um, earlier today. So I don't, I don't know what it is after, after today's games. But yeah, uh, two, the, le- the, whole, the major leagues are hitting 231. Uh, that's, that's paltry. I think that's about the lowest uh, in history. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to take for, for 240. I don't think the league is going to hit 240 this year. So I'm going to take the under for that one. Yeah, I think if they're, I mean, you know, if the average right now is 231, I mean, if that's the average, then, you know, I mean, um, the only thing you could say is like maybe that, um, you know, teams are still, it definitely seems like pitchers, like teams were like kind of coddling pitchers through the first couple starts because like there was like hardly any quality starts uh, around the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this like this kind of like th- I think they're like in the third time through maybe the the pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all getting their third starts, third or fourth maybe. Um, a lot I've seen I'm seeing a lot more guys get quality starts. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe bats are still warming up and the average could go up, but I feel like I feel like it might take a lot for like the average to climb nine points. Um, yeah. You know, so I would, I guess I'd have to take the under two. And I feel like it was, um, it was down that low last year as well, I think. Yeah. Yep. You, um, and that, you, that, yeah, that was like the lowest it's been since 1968. Where do you find, uh, the league average? Did you just say that in an article or? Yeah, no, I, you know, I looked it up on baseball reference. Um, 
I think I just looked like up 2022 team batting averages. Um, and then, oh. you know, if you scroll to the bottom, it gives you the, the total for for everybody. Okay. Yeah. MLB, but yeah, yeah. I'm always checking team stats these days. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So um, I think that one problem is that, like you said, there were hardly any quality starts. So pitchers were only pitching maybe four or five, like four innings a start the first and second time through. Um, but yeah, these days, a, a uh, pitcher he starts he maybe pitches five innings and then there's just this parade of relievers who throw 98 miles an hour just coming out and it's just it's hard to it's hard for guys to get hits especially with the shift too um you know a ball leaves a bat these days uh and you know you don't know whether it's going to be a hit or not and most of the time it seems like it's not um you know there's a hit up the middle uh then the camera pans to a different shot and there's just a fielder right there making the play right. um so, yeah, I, I do think that's something that maybe they, they need to kind of fix. Um, but it's not going to happen this year. So I, I think it's, yeah, definitely the under. Yeah, that um, that, that makes sense. Um, all right, Jack, let's get to um, – we've got a little bit of time left here. So let's yep. get to uh, the uh, the podcast, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, guesses here. And uh, these, yeah. these are some fun ones here. Yeah, great. Uh, so the first one is autograph received from MLB games. Uh, autographs received. So uh, most likely that's the Cubs. Doesn't have to be, but uh, the uh, over under is at three point five for this one. Um, I got to be optimistic. I got I got to take the over for this one. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, we specified we specified MLB games because it's a lot easier to get them at minor league games. I hope we can get to a minor league game this year. Um, Same. Let me see the. Uh, the South Bend Cubs, they have a uh, awesome rotation right now. So uh, it'd be cool. To, I feel like it's, it's, that's cool because any game you go to, you'll probably see like a cool pitcher for the Cubs. Uh, but anyway, um, MLB games. I mean, what did we get? Did we get four last year? Uh, yeah, I'm trying we to think. So we got Shel- John Gray. Yeah. Um, and how many Pirates guys did we get? We got Shelton and we got Alford. Yep. Um, was the, and then we got Hermosillo. We did get Aramisio. That's right. So that's, so that's at least that's at least four. Yeah. Trying, did we get one more pirate? I feel like we did, but um, same. Who did we get? I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, fucking know. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So so well, anyway, we got four. So and we were going to be doing it all year this time around. So I would hope we can get four as well. So I'm definitely going over on this one. Yeah, I I don't like I don't like the trend of this year so far. No, it's which been is, yeah, which is shit. But um, <laughs> yeah. It's been nothing, but uh, uh, hopefully that'll pick up um, once the season wears on a little bit. It's also cold outside. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I was just thinking about my close encounter with a foul ball the other day. So Me too, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to think. I was like, who the fuck? It was like some White Sox bomb. And then Danny Mendick hit a home run the other day for the White Sox. I was like, oh, yeah, it was off the bat of Danny Mendick. I almost oh, got God. that foul ball. Um, anyway, game balls received. Uh, 0.5. So will one of us get one ball this year? Um, I am going to say, shit, man. I'm going to take the under on this one. Ah, damn. I had my chance to get it, and I didn't get it. It was like a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So unfortunately, (sighs) I'm going to take the under, although I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm going to say the over- and I'm going to say, and tell me if you want to discredit this one or not, but if you recall, I mean, yeah, I think we talked about it on the podcast, but if you recall at the podcast, uh, uh, when we went to the Cubs-Twins uh, game and sat in the bleachers, um, 
I got a ball at the end of the game just because one of the Cubs bullpen guys threw it into the crowd and some idiot missed it and I, I ran and grabbed it. Uh, also like an idiot. Um, so I got a ball there. I don't know if you would count that one, Jack. It's a, it's I was going to say, uh, are we talking game balls? Because like the Tim Anderson one you got, that was a game ball. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... That's so I don't know if you want to if you don't want to if you want to discount that one, that's fine. But uh, yeah, because I was going to say foul ball originally, but, um, you know, the, the Tim Anderson one wasn't a foul ball, but it was a game ball. Right. So mm-hmm. um, so game balls. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, how about this? How about I'll take the under and then, you know, hopefully we're proven wrong on that. one. <laughs> OK. All yeah. right. Um, OK. Number of bets we hit. Uh, all right, so yeah, you know, I've been following this pretty closely, mainly the individual ones. I haven't been following the Tigers too closely yet. Um, but uh, yeah, Kyle Tucker got off to a just a terrible start. Yeah, he was hitting he was hitting under 100 like a couple days ago. He's actually gotten hot. He's gotten a little bit hot, so his average is up to almost 200 now. It's probably about 180. But I yeah. feel like my I have bet on Kyle Tucker to win the MVP. I feel like to win the MVP, people kind of got to be talking about you. Mm-hmm. The whole year, it's mm-hmm. almost like uh, campaigning for an Oscar, you know. Um, uh, people just got to be talking about you. Nobody's talking about Kyle Tucker right now because he got off to such a a, a dog shit start. But yep. um, so I don't think I don't think that that's that one's gonna happen. Um, Brian Reynolds also is not having a very good year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, part part of you feels like you just curse these guys because you made oh, the yeah. bet. You 100%. know, one hundred percent. Um, I mean, Kyle Tucker was a rising star. Like, you know, I I know I got 30 to one odds on the guy, but I I think that a lot of people probably thought that this is going to be the year he broke out. Um, same with Brian Reynolds, like the guys hit over 300 in every full season he's played, which is only two, but he's been over 300 and you know, he's struggling now to go one for four in a game. Um, so yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, I can't remember what your bets were, Jeremy, but I'm, I'm going to take the under on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So under, over under at 0.5. Yeah. Will we hit just one bet? Yeah. Um, I know. It's sad. Um, well, for my end, I'll say, Jack, you know, Luis Robert, we already talked about him. Uh, Jose Barrios, who I bet on AL MVP, he came out in his first start, gave up like seven runs. Um, he only gave up four runs in a third of an inning, though. Um, so after his first start, he he was clocking in at a 108 ERA. That's that's 108, not 1.08. <laughs> um, since then, he's he's done pretty well. His his ERA is down to 491. Um, so he's still got a long way to go there. Um, I think he is. Let's see. Well, he's one and zero. So yeah, I don't know. It's just I mean, that's not that's not Cy Young numbers, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, Soto has 17 hits. The league leader has 29. But if you recall, I did bet for uh, Vlad Guerrero to, to lead the league in homers, which was chalky. He was like the favorite. And he's three behind Rizzo right now. He's got five, and Rizzo's got eight. So I think that one could hit. Um, so I'm optimistic on this one. So I think we can hit one. I think we'll hit one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, and I, th- I think it's going to be mine. But <laughs> yeah, your, your Vlad Guerrero one, maybe. Which um, was, yeah, which was the easiest, you know, which was the cheapest one. But uh, I'll take, <laughs> I'll certainly take it. Um, so, yeah. Sure. Um, all right, cool, cool. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, so uh, will we see a three-run, three-home run game? Yes or no? Uh, so this isn't really an over-under, but uh, um, I guess home run 
three home run games seen in person, 0.5 over or under. Yeah, um, I am going to say uh, I'm going to take the under for this one. I've only ever seen three. I saw the I was at the Sebi Zavala game, so I've only ever seen one three home run game. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, and home runs are like I've you know I've said it a couple times on the pod, but home runs are way down this year. Um, so uh, I think it's unlikely in 2022 that we'll see it. Um, unfortunately, so I'm going to take the I'm going to take a no for this one. All right. Um, I am, uh, I'm going to say yes, uh, just because we've had a couple two Homer games, right? We, we saw have. she, I think the sheets hit two in my game that we were at. Uh, I think, yes. I, I, I think we saw him hit three, right? Like total total. Yeah. Yeah. I think Which he hit insane. two. Mitch Garver hit two. Uh, Anthony Alfred hit two. Man, yeah. when, that, when Alfred is hitting two homers, you, you gotta be smelling three. <laughs> uh, you know, somewhere. So I'm going to take the over on this one. Okay, um, I think okay. we'll, I think it'll happen this year. I saw one, Aramis Ramirez, and I don't remember. I have no. I I like was men in uh, black, like mind blanked, like for it. I just have no recollection of it. But according to my ticket subs, I was there. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, so I'd like to see one that I remember. So I'm going to take the over. Okay. The yes. Wonderful. Um. Yeah. The the Sebi's Avalon one is just burned into my my brain. So I'm. I think I'm ever gonna forget that one. People were chanting Sebi, which is just, <laughs> just, just. Uh, it was, you know, just a bizarre, a bizarre White Sox moment. Where the hell is he, by the way? Why? I think he's he's in the. He might is he with a different team now? No, I think he's still on the team. But I'm like, okay. I thought he made the team out of spring training. Yeah, I, I don't. Jesus. <laughs> what a goofy, what a goofy franchise, man. The guy hits three homers and he's starting for Triple A. Uh, you know, Birmingham or whatever, like what, or Winston's wherever they are, but that's just goofy. It is. And they couldn't, they couldn't even win that game for him. Yeah. Um, Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, number of times Jack is blinded. So I've been blinded once this year. (laughs) Um, it's at 0.5. So is it going to happen one more time? Um, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the over on that one. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Sure. I think it's gonna happen again. And don't I don't go, know how though. It doesn't have to be with a cell phone. I was gonna say it doesn't have. It could be like dirt, like, like yeah, you know, like yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, it could be like um, God. I hope it isn't like you know, like a hot pepper. Like outside, <laughs> yes. that seems like a, a likely scenario. I was once at a. I was once um, I once went with like a friend and like a like two friends. One was a girl uh, to uh, this hot dog stand called Franksville, uh, which is still around. And I was sitting across from her. And I, in Chicago, you know, we put the sport peppers on uh, hot dogs and I got a hot dog and I took a bite into it. And if you're not careful, those sport peppers literally can squirt out mm-hmm. juice. And I took a bite of this hot dog and I squirt the, I squirted the girl with the juice, like across the table. Oh Jesus. And it was the most more, and it landed on like her sleeve or whatever, her like jacket sleeve. And I don't think she noticed. And yeah. I, I was, and that was even worse because, like, we probably could have laughed about it, but I don't think she noticed, and I didn't say anything, sure. and I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And then, like, I learned a valuable lesson that that time to like bite into sport peppers like very slowly so they won't squirt out. But it's I, I I've squirted another friend too, and that time it was like just my you know childhood friend or something, so we like laughed about it. But um, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen to you, Jack. Well, that the sauce, the the like the uh, the juices from those real hot peppers can like burn you right yeah you're damn right they will yeah well i i i had a friend one time who like on a dare like he he took like jalapeno juice from like really hot peppers and i think he put them on his balls 
Um, so I think it burn. I burned the shit out of him. But uh, you yeah. know, so yeah, I if that stuff, some of that gets in my eye, you know, it's you know, all, all bets are off. That would be bad for the podcast for sure. Yeah, could be <laughs> could spell the end of the podcast, Jack. Yeah, right. How, how would I be able to keep score? You know, if I was yeah. So <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a, that's a funny one. But yeah, I'm taking the over. What are you What are you doing? Um, uh, I'm gonna take the under, Jack, because I I don't want to think about like. You know anything more severe than just like a, a cell phone happening to you? So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under on that one and hope okay. uh, hope your vision is uh, maintained throughout the season. All right, thank you, thank you. Um, yep. Okay, uh, number of times we get yelled at by the bus. So here uh, here we're talking about the bus hangs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like okay. and, and you know just yelled at by a security guard or a team security guard or a player or somebody or another fan. Somebody. So in terms of players. Uh, I think both Jock Peterson and uh, Tommy Pham would be two uh, <laughs> two big candidates who would be players if we yelled something at them. I think they would yell something back. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that uh, the security guard, um, you know, you never know if, like, Hightower is going to be there or, uh, you know, just any, any salty security guard. I, I would say I'm going to take the over on this one. I, I think somebody's going to, like, you know— gonna gonna give us some some pushback at some point yeah i feel like we've been lucky that we haven't been yelled at by like the undercover cop guy yeah uh, right you know and like he seems like a nice guy but he also seems like he could go off at any time sure and um i don't know i i'm gonna take the under just for wishful thinking but i i you know i could see maybe um i could see us getting yelled at very easily so definitely um yeah Jack, you know what would be funny is um so so uh, Tommy Pham uh, yelled at uh, uh, Luke Voigt for for concussing Tyler Stevenson, yeah. um and then he said like my friend has a, a gym if he wants to settle this and he's like yeah you know Muay Thai whatever, um, which mm-hmm. Muay Thai is like a Thai boxing Thai yeah. kickboxing, um my friend is Thai and he went to Thailand once and he brought me back a pair of Muay Thai shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a pair of Muay Thai shorts. It would be funny to stand by the team bus, like in just like, like a pair of Muay Thai shorts and like boots and like boxing gloves, and then say like, "Hey, fam, like let's go," you know? <laughs> that would be really funny. I mean, I would. It would. It's literally they're they're you know they're shirtless and just wearing wearing shorts, so it would be kind of bold to do that. But uh, that would be funny to to do that. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't even know what a pair of those shorts look like. Yeah, exactly. I know. He probably just saw Muay Thai on, like, um, you know, some guy's T-shirt or something, like Muay Thai champion or something, or Muay Thai invitationals. And he's like, yeah, I'll say that next time. <laughs> Talking <to> trash. <laughs> good old to- Tommy Numbers, they're calling him now. Um, oh, good. That's, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one. Um, okay, number of teams we check off the unseen list. Uh, how many are there right now? There are six, I believe, Jack. Mm. Okay, and you had it at three point five. Yeah. Uh, whew, uh, that seems high to me, man. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under on that one. It's just, it's, it's hard because we, we're seeing the Angels, right? Uh, yeah. We've seen them for the pod, if I'm not mistaken. We have, we have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And we haven't seen anybody new yet this year. No. Nope. I don't think. No. Nope. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna unfortunately take the under. Uh, try as we might. Yeah, I know. I think it's. I think it's tough. I think it's. Uh, I know we made a. We made a commitment to uh, knock some of these teams off the list, but uh, you know, a lot of stuff has to line up in order to do that. And it's just like 
the odds are that the that one of the teams will be probably playing um you know a division opponent uh so it's tough so i'm gonna take the under on that one as well because i think it's just uh it's it's just too hard to coordinate that um so i'm taking the under there okay um well we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see if we get lucky um okay uh we just got two more here um number one uh this the first one is number of times jeremy benefits from a giveaway jack doesn't want uh, so it's already happened <laughs> twice this year. It happened with the Roti gift certificate and the Cubs koozie, yep. uh, neither of which I wanted. So I think that, you know, there's got to be a – this would be an easy one for us to just uh, manifest. But, the, you know, th- there's got to be a couple very specific uh, things about it. First of all, it's got to be something that I legitimately don't want. I'm not going to give Jeremy something that I want. You know, sure. he's not yeah. going to get a bobblehead from me or, like, a T-shirt. Um, so it's got to be some bullshit. It could even just be the Bone of Beef certificate. But the second part of that is that Jeremy has to redeem. Yes. Like, if it's just a giveaway, whatever. But if it's like a, a coupon for something, like Jeremy has to go and redeem it. Uh, so if it's like my Bone of Beef thing, I'm not going to go to Bone of Beef within 24 hours of the game. But <laughs> yes. G- Jeremy might. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. It's a 1.5 times number of times Jeremy benefits from a giveaway Jack doesn't want. Um, I'll take the over on that one. I, I don't like, I freak, I'm notorious for just not caring about things that people give me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't <laughs> want stuff. So yeah, I, I think there's a good chance this one could, could come to pass. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, and, uh, yeah, the bone of beef one in particular is a tough one to uh, redeem because yeah, they're in the suburbs. I did find one in like river North, but that's almost as equally as difficult to get to than, um, sure. than, uh, whatever Berwyn or something. So, um, but, uh, it doesn't take much, um, you know, outside of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a tricky one because I'm actually going to take the under on this one because okay. I feel like we always like run the risk of like, not of missing the giveaway if there is a giveaway and then, you know, there's a chance that you might want to keep it and all this stuff. Sure. So, so yeah, I'm going to take the under on this one. I think I've gotten lucky, uh, with, uh, two this year. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, you kind of you kind of did for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we'll we'll see about that one. Um, so I'm but I'm taking the under, taking the under. Okay, all right. And final one, since it's the namesake of our podcast, uh, number of rainouts attended. Uh, you know, it's kind of a kind of a downer to end it on this one, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it does happen. Um, I feel like it's happened uh, uh, at least twice for us now. Um, it happened once so, last year, so. Yeah, uh, so so I'm gonna say the the over under is 0.5. So I think it's gonna happen once this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over, and this is one that I would be glad to be wrong about. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, I I I think that we I kind of feel like we've we're out of the woods. I mean, we're not. We're never out of the woods, but like we've managed to uh, dodge uh, already some close calls this season. Um, so I. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take the under and and for that reason I'm thinking maybe like we we already like missed our our bad uh karma or you know our bad uh luck um with those uh, and I'm going to hope for no rainouts this year. All right, I love it. Um okay, we did it. Our over/unders are in. Um so yeah, we'll we'll check back uh after the season on this one to um to see how right or wrong we were on on all of the things. Yep, we will. Um, and that will uh, that'll about wrap it up for this episode. Um, you can catch us on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at Rain Delay Pod. 
Um, you can uh, check out the website, arraindelaytheater.com. Uh, um, and we're on SoundCloud. And, uh, you know, like and subscribe. Uh, subs- uh, subscribe on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Uh, we're on Spotify, too. So share with your friends and get some people to listen and all that good stuff. Um, and follow along with the hashtag Randalay player of the day on Twitter all season long. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we're going to the White Sox game on Friday, April 29th, Friday night. Um, uh, the Angels are playing. Uh, the White Sox going to see Shohei Otani. Hopefully, if he's in the lineup, Mike Trout. So it'll be a good one. So tune in for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and until then, uh, with that, um, with that recap, um, we're going to sign off for the day. So this is Jeremy Dionisio. And this is Jack Sokowski. We'll see you later. Bye.